it's gonna be so weird watching making eyes to the camera already play the, play the visual bits now yeah i i, I so let me just let's do this welcome everyone to the testing room where three of the gaming industry's best video game consultants who have never actually consulted on a video game bring you new topics each and every week for the first time in semi-high resolution on our YouTube, mm -hmm. I'm Alex, a.k.a. The Godfather. I'm Christian, a.k.a. SudaVoodoo45. And I'm Preston, a.k.a. Funkadelic Jedi. It's so nice to put faces to names. Until this moment, I had no idea who these two were. Just <laughs> it's true. We've never met. We've, we've, ne we've never, never been before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. You have to prepare for uh, a visual, audio visual uh, podcast in a different way. Yeah. Like, I thought it wouldn't be smart to wear my robe. So instead, it's just like hidden underneath me here. Because um, otherwise, being in pajamas at 6 p.m. So you start from here. Doesn't look as good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Don't so. see the slick merch. The sick, sick merch that you can't buy. <laughs> that you can't buy. Yeah, that nobody can have. So It's like when Cartman gets the... Uh, he, he got the theme park. He's like... I have a theme park, but nobody can come. Oh, Preston, uh, Preston with his sweet merch. Where my theme park? Yeah. So anyway, uh, welcome everybody to our latest episode and our first edition of our new series that uh, we are currently calling our gaming book club. And we talked about it last week. We're getting into it this week. We had a chance to start to dive into Diablo 2 Resurrected. And we'll talk more about that later. Um, but I just wanted to lead in and, and let everybody know that there's a reason today's a little bit different. It's because kicking off this brand new series. Uh, but we'll start things off like we typically do. Let's talk about our weeks. So gentlemen, who wants to go first? Well, first off, we got to start off the comment corner that Alex loves to skip over for the past two weeks. Every so, time. We do actually have a little bit of comments. It's more of a uh, shout out, if you will. Can you, you got, do you have a comment actually as well? No. No. We may have just. I, I think I just fucked up for the uh, for the first time. How I mean, because the Discord is still going. So what do you? Oh, that's on? true. My microphone was muted, so my recording wasn't recording. <laughs> but I recorded <laughs> you. But you have it. I do. Look at that. Look how small oh, we are now. Oh man. Backups, well, baby. it. Listen. Uh, if if anybody was worried that this new era of the show where we'd be having video and audio was going to go any different than our audio only era, rest assured, still still same old boys in the lab right here. Yeah, are we you sure we're coming the... from the actual microphone or coming from your earbuds, bud? Oh, I don't know why I should be. That's a good I question. Mean, like, you know, just check your discord because that's the audio that I'm recording. So that's the only one I care about at the moment. Mother effort. It's coming through my. That's OK. Ear All you got to do is go click it over and I got this. It's fine. Got you, baby. I, I got you. I changed. I changed it. It's different now. It's coming through the right thing now. Anyway, you know what's funny is that there's gonna be somebody who, when they're listening to the audio only version, they're gonna be like, "Man, Alex sounds a little grainy." And then right in this moment, he's <laughs> gonna click I over did. and sound like normal. He's like, "Oh my lord, there's a." You want to? You want to know the worst part about this whole thing? I do this professionally. <laughs> yeah, this, this is your job. <laughs> true. Slacking. It's true. Slacking. He's not getting paid. And, and, the, and the craziest part is, too, like, I'm actually really good at it, which is 
it that is also is true. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, which uh, is very sad and uh, embarrassing for me, I guess. So look at that. I can change shit on the fly here. I promise, like, I have good equipment. I just typically don't use Discord. So anyway, um, <laughs> so we're going to start things off with the uh, the comment, comment corner, corner. Mm-hmm. right? Um, as, we're ma- as we make sure that we're all good moving forward yeah. on the rest of this podcast today. Um, but yeah. Preston, what do you have for us today? First comment is, let's check our mics before we start the show. Uh, second shout out will be... Who sent that one in? That was me, just now. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> uh, And then the second one is, shout out to Jake from Two Worlds Pod, um, a.k.a. Odin, our D&D from the D&D episodes. Uh, he uh, was able to snag me a couple of missing Hellblazer comics I needed because he went to C2E2 uh, and went out there with... His boy, uh, Casey, almost forgot Casey's name for a second. And uh, yeah, they went out there to Chicago. They were two hours away from us and got to meet, not meet. Oh, they, they didn't come say hi? No, they didn't come say hi. They were too busy talking to Kevin Eastman and uh, getting comics. Busy. Yeah, they got to go to the round table interview, which, so yeah. So check out Two Worlds Pod if you want to hear a nice little round, round table interview with uh, Kevin Eastman. And uh, shout out to Jake. Thanks for picking up my comics. I hope to see them soon. Jake and I randomly. That wasn't ran a comment from Jake. That was a comment from you too. That was a shout out. He yeah. said, "He said, like, he said, all you gotta do is shout me out on the podcast. I'll get those comics for you." Like, okay, all right. Oh, okay. Leave the comment corner. Yeah. Uh, shout out corner. Twenty twenty. So like three weeks before the world shut down, um, and I remember that because it was my birthday, and I was in Chicago for work, and I went to C two E two. But I ran into Jake randomly. Like we're just. I was walking down. Artist Alley in C2E2, and it's, you know, bodies on bodies. You're super tight. You're having to, like, turn sideways and walk between people. And literally, Jake and I just walked past each other. We're like, hey, what? you're that guy. what's going on? So, <laughs> so he texted me this week. And he's like, hey, am I going to randomly run into you at C2E2? Unfortunately, that was a no, because no. I was traveling earlier in the week. I would have given anything to be there. He got some uh, amazing uh, Jenny Frizen yeah. Prince and, and comic sign. Uh, Wonder Woman and I think Poison Ivy. So we got Poison Ivy. I asked him, I was like, hey man, are any of those going to the shop? Are you going to sell them? And he's just like, no. Mine. And I'm like, oh, it's my fair enough. Stash, buddy. I know. Which is, which to be honest, is a little selfish. From because what you don't know, <laughs> because what you don't know about Jake is this isn't the first time he's had her sign comics. He, when I still lived in St. Louis, so this was even. This was before the C2E2 that we ran into each other because I was living in Florida at that time. Um, I went to the shop one day. Is like, hey, check these out. He brings out two like deep red cover Wonder Woman's, and she's holding her like a flaming sword. But it's instead of being like yellow and orange, it's just very red overall. Um, anyway, you can't see the cover, so I don't know why it matters. I'm describing it, but he brought both of those out to me, and he was like, hey, look at these, and he also had those signed. So it seems to me like he's just hoarding all these frizzin covers for no reason. No, so here's here's what I'm gonna say, Jake. Don't listen to this man. Uh, clearly, clearly he's been drinking Haterade, and also stop pocket watching that man. Let him live. Yeah. He can do what he wants. I'm not pocket watching. I'm just saying. I know. For, a bit. I know for a fact that the ones he had signed this week are not the only ones he has signed. So like, spread the love. 
If anything, he should be able to. He should get his whole thing signed. Whatever he needs to get signed, should get signed. Yeah, every single. I'm not. I'm not judging him for getting them signed. I'm jealous. I could not go, and I could not get anything signed. So I'm trying to just randomly buy his signed comics. Oh, fair. It's just. upset about. Yeah. Yeah. It's not how many. I don't care. They go into a case in the shop and they went to his house. Yeah. Because if let me just tell you, because if the shoe was on the other foot, you'd be looking at Jake covered in all of your signed copies going oh it's so good you really wouldn't ever ever actually, even entertain the idea of giving him any one they one that he has signed i actually have in the in the comment closet behind me um i just i couldn't go so i couldn't get it signed that's that's it i should have sent it maybe next time i'll send it to jake said hey take this with you so anyway anyway so uh, maybe next time you could go yeah, we should. Johnny Young Bosch was there this year. I do a power bomb. Oh, we strong. I don't know if I'll go, but if if I wasn't traveling like that week leading up to it, I would have gone. I, I because I love C2E2 and the fact that it's we back up. Yeah, we were going to go, but and then like moving happened with uh, Christian's sister. And then we had the, also had the fest that next day. And it's like, uh, it's, it's a lot. To and do. man, let me tell you, like 65 if, bucks for me to go in there to get like signed like Johnny Young Bosch and then do it, if, it's a lot of money. If I have a choice, if it's if it falls on the same weekend next year and we're doing a convention and I have a choice between the two, the Damn. Midwest Gaming Classic, I, yeah. I'm choosing that 10 times out of 10. That convention That's fucking owned. Rocked. I still, uh, I'm still pretty close with the comic shop owners in Florida. Um, so the last time I went, they hooked me up with tickets, with press, nice. well, not press passes, but vendor passes. And uh, same thing. They're like, hey, if you want to go to MegaCon, if you want to go to any of the other once we're at let us know and we just we'll give you a you know a vendor pass so mm -hmm. I, I still go with a budget because it's really easy to spend a lot of money on drawings and uh i'm still trying to get that blank cover like filled out i have oh, i yeah. think i've had five people draw on it i'm still looking to get that like completely uh finished front and back and then of course just random signatures it costs way too much every time i go i have uh josh williamson sign it who did the did a flash run for a really long time um i don't know why i now have like four of his signatures he's not even the artist he's just the writer mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but comic cons are very fun oh, how was the game how was the game fest it, awesome. it owned i mean so we can we'll, well, we can talk about it during yeah, we, our we week if you want if you want us to start off just talk about that that's all weeks. i did during my week i didn't get to play anything preston, really. preston uh he, he made a big to do about the comment corner only to give a shout out and that's all i had i mean some days we're not yeah. gonna have anything i had some at least this week <laughs> none of y'all bring comments in here don't look at me like that we didn't create the corner that doesn't mean you it's, can't participate it's Preston's comment corner. True. No, 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 no. Never agreed to that. I'm this pretty is, sure the name our, is Preston's comment our corner. Comment corner. Comments coming through the email. We decided on the name. It happened like three weeks ago. Yeah, it's it's, it's PCC. It, it can't be OCC. That's weird. Yeah, our comment corner doesn't no. doesn't flow off the tongue. Preston's it's, comment corner. Here, listen to it. Preston's comment corner. It's too many syllables. Perfect. Perfection. Yeah, our comment syllables. corner. People don't know if it's an O or if it's an H. That H could be silent. It could be like our. Yeah, it's like the difference corner. between like, Nobody, you're going too far. like having some sweet honey or getting punched in the face by a brick like it's just there's just no <laughs> comparison wrestling's combat corner is clear winner there yeah sure. obviously all right either way let's just go start <laughs> off with the uh con midwest game i always forget the classic. last word classic 
it's not con it's not celebration it's not no. fest i kept on calling it fest for the past like five months uh but yes classic. although i think it's big wall it's midwest classic games fest nope midwest gaming classic that's what it is midwest yep. gaming classic neither of you were close i mean you were close i guess we were what are you talking about all, we're close. All, we all have the same three words, words. All, all the words were there just in not the right order you didn't, you didn't even have that many choices and you still messed it up somehow. no it's a it's, it's a real fun fest out here in milwaukee um and then there's a bunch of stuff you can do there we mainly did vendors and such um but there's the guy like, that's really all we had time like, for yeah we only had time for we only went on sunday and uh, so like there's like a whole section where there's like a giant arcade like while we were doing the vendor stuff like off to the side corner they had like wrestling going on and then which like, was wild like yeah, they, yeah I, I don't know it's just like, like random local, local wrestlers were just like yeah the local wrestling group you could hear them, like they were like some dude would get slammed and then everyone would be like like a giant pop off and we were well, just like, like it's it's like you get the big giant hall right so you got like the, the sloth like vendors the first one there of course is the giant shields and swords and gun replicas and stuff like that and then you got your normal vendors after that and then right in the yeah back the dude back, who's making the giant the yeah. replica of the chainsaw gun from gears gun of war and you're it, like yeah. And then, okay. yeah, in the back past all the vendors, you have, like, the food. So, like, Ian's Pizza, a couple other places, the food's back there. And, like, right off into that right back corner, that's where the wrestling uh, stage was at. And they were doing the wrestling. So, they got the food. You got the chairs, something in the watch. And on the left side, out on the other side of the food court was, like, everybody and their grandmother who does a podcast, like us, was out there, like, has, like, own like, little booth and own, like, yeah, hour. Yeah, that was weird, too. Like, there was doing, like, their own okay. little stage thing. Or yeah, and so they were, like, playing to the crowd and, like, which is really just families sitting down with their kids to give them fun food so they can shut the fuck up and it's like but it was like that and then there was like the wrestling thing and you knew wrestling was about to happen not only because they were ring but because people were walking out to van halen and nobody does that unless they're about to yeah. slam large All of a sudden van halen people through tables and chairs. You're, you're, you have two options you're either at like a backwoods florida bar with no rules where people people still smoke inside or yeah. you're about to go you wrestle, wrestle. That's, that's it, it. Yeah. eddie yeah. van halen brother yeah <laughs> it's so but yeah so we went and did that um it was cool man yeah i really dug it we i mean we can talk about what we picked up and you know what we can even show now Host now, we maybe. could was it, i'm so, not gonna do that because so was mine, it just well, i'll just t- I'll, I'll do mine so was ahead. it just uh classic yeah. games only was there anything new? Like, was there anything to play, or was it just like um, vendor so selling have, old games? Well, there was there was a shit ton of stuff to play that was like people who brought setups um, for things that like require a lot of work. Like, there was like some okay. spaceship game that I don't even I I know nothing about, but it was like like three rows of six monitors, and then a couple of them had flight sticks. And everything else was like, you could tell people were like, it was like touch monitors, like people were doing something. And then up on this giant screen was this ship that was flying and doing certain things. I'm assuming at the BS of whatever people were doing down there. It was wild though. Um, I'm sure there was like a steel battalion set up somewhere. Oh, sure. Um, but then uh, they had, you know, like all sorts of tournaments for things. Like there was like a Tetris tournament that day. Um, which yeah, was wild kind of, because going on all day. So like, you name it, yeah. Smash Brothers, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, like there was a tournament at some point in the game. But as far as purchasing is concerned, that was limited to, um, 
just classic game. I mean, like, you, I, there was stuff that was as recent as PS4. Okay. But that was that was basically the exception. Like I'm Xbox One, PS4, used to see the new like stuff like PS5, but like it wasn't like anyone showing anything off new. Um, no, they had it was some mostly that were classic like, games. There's this little cool thing retro. that they did to where like there's games that you can only buy at this convention. So like guy people who made like some fun retro games, they like made them into a cart. They can only buy, but they can work in like a Super oh, okay. Nintendo or a Genesis. So, Even Switch, there was like game. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, there's a Switch game that was made. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, there was um, online or yeah all, or. Yes, online only Switch games that somebody then made physical versions only just for yeah. the show that you could pick up, which was like really, really cool. Yeah. I'm um, sure Nintendo will find a way to uh, oh, yeah. shadow ban those consoles that play that game. Because was, yeah, sure. well, yeah, yeah I wonder if the way they get around it is by they open it up and they say like, hey, here's the case, here's the manual, here's everything that would come with it except instead of a cartridge it's a download code so mm -hmm. you know like maybe that's how they get around it i don't know we didn't look inside any of them but um it, that part was really really cool uh so we saw I'll, i can go through mine and then preston can sure. go i'll go grab one go snake his, but, so i uh i went in there at, with the idea that i was like okay i'm only going to be looking for certain PSP games and then Japanese imports for stuff. And that's really all I want. I was like, I have so much stuff already. I don't like, there's not really anything that I particularly want. And I, in my head, I said that to myself thinking this will stop me from having to uh, spend a bunch of money on things, you know? And of course uh, there was an insane amount of people who brought Japanese import stuff of shit that I had that never even seen. That is the most seen. I've ever seen. Like, it's... I, do you know how many Starcraft... Oh, sorry, sorry. Star Fox 64? I almost got one. I forgot to pick one up on my way out. But, yeah, there's three or four... Yeah, dude, you saw a Japanese a import box. copy of, uh, of Star Fox 64 in a box that had, like, the... So that looked... That was really cool. Um, I picked up... I know I got... So a Japanese import copy of Shenmue 1 and 2. Um... And I picked up, what else, what else? One of them was a, this game called Dark Watch, which is just like this old PS2 FPS that's not like, it's basically like Van Helsing, but it was a game that I remember I got on one of the PlayStation Underground demo discs, like way back in the day. Mm -hmm. I was like, this game owns, and then I never ended up getting it. And so I was like, this, you know what, let's do it. And it was there, it was cheap, so I got it. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I got. Oh, and then I got a Japanese uh, import copy of um, Dissidia, Final Fantasy Dissidia on, oh, nice. on the PSP with the paper uh, cover. So I was like, dope, that's sweet. Did you, so yeah. those up. Did you mention the uh, Final Fantasy 12 collectors? Okay. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, and then I got a really, like, a, a Final Fantasy XII um, collector's edition on PS2 that came with the, that comes with the making of uh, DVD, the, the special features DVD, nice which is, book. like, in a nice steel book, yeah, but the DVD, like, people don't do that shit anymore, and so I was like, a special features DVD, sign me, sign yeah, me up, no so. Yeah, hold on to that. And people, people do stupid things now, like, in um, both Horizon and God of War 2016. I don't know about God of War, the latest one, but they give you, like, art books 
but yeah. they're digital downloads. So like, what, I'm gonna it's waste so my storage space with like an art book that I'm never gonna look at. It doesn't make any sense. And then I would have to boot up my PlayStation to look at. Just to look at it. Yeah. No. Like what? The, like it's so stupid. It's what a waste of space. To put on my tabletop that no one looks at. It sits on my fucking like little table in my living room. Like it's yeah, but at least but sometimes yeah, I can like someone someone might be sitting myself. down. If I'm sitting there hanging out with you, and like, you've got one of those books on your table. That's what it's there for, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna be like sitting at your living room and be like, I'm gonna boot up this PS4. Let's see this on your art books on there. So stupid. I I hate that. Physical media is is the way to go in that regard. So what'd you get pressed in all regards? Um, uh, let's see. I got think I think that's the last Matrix game I need to buy. I think the only other Matrix game that I don't have would be with the Matrix Online because I never bought that one. So one of these days I might find a boxed version just to have that on a shelf. But I got the path the Path of Neo. Have you ever played the Path of Neo? Either of you? I have that. I have that on my Steam Deck. Yeah, I did play yeah. it, but I also I also played it like I booted it up recently when I downloaded it yeah. just to see how it ran. Yeah, because I'm uh, yeah. probably runs just the same. Yeah, no, it's it's probably just the same. <laughs> Looks just the same, trust me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a nice little fun little game to where like you know you're going through all like the different highlights of the Matrix trilogy and do all the cool fun combat stuff. Um, also got Beautiful Joe, a, per a really good condition of. Oh, man, it was good, yeah. And I remember talking about that last time we were talking about like the our game of the year or the the biggest game, biggest gaming mm -hmm. year, biggest year in gaming, and. Um, that was one of them I was thinking, like, man, I would really be nice if I could pick up, like, a copy of Beautiful Joe. And, yeah, got one right there for the GameCube. Uh, I also got Star Wars Starfighter, uh, the collector's edition of that one. So it comes with, like, extra maps and things of that nature. Um, then you got a Japanese version, in-box version of Kirby 64, which is really cool looking. So it's all it looks next to, like, dope. Yeah. pink level of shelving that you see there with all that Kirby shit that's back there. Um, and then I got the P PlayStation version of Star Wars Dark Forces, which is really nice. Um, and then I got a really nice inbox copy of Star Wars Episode Ooh. Wait, is that is that wrapped? No, so this or is like the, in a plastic this, in a so plastic box. This is the plastic box to keep it from like getting bent and pushed in a lot. Yeah, um, telling, it is clean. I was telling Christian, yeah. that, like, I got home and like I was getting everything ready and putting away, and like I kind of wanted to open it up, just kind of inspect it, make sure everything's in there and fine. And uh, like I realized they didn't take the plastic off the outside of this plastic little box, so I got to peel it off. I'm like, oh, it's super clean and super shiny, and the black comes through really nice. There's no smudges. Mm -hmm. um, and then on our way in, like I knew there was gonna be some people there you can get autographs from, right? There was um, like a handful of people who did like the live action, um, like. Uh, Mocap for, mo the, for Mortal the Mortal Kombat, Kombat, Kombat game. games. Mm, like they were mm -hmm. there signing things and signing games and stuff like that. Still jacked, by the way. Like they're all absolutely like still shredded. People. That's yeah, dude. Like, that's all I do is fitness stuff. But I mean, that Amazing. was that was in like the early '90s. That's been a good like 30, years. Years. Yeah. 30, 30, 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. 30 years. 30. It was five like years ago. Let's yeah. calm down. They look like they could do it again. <laughs> like just Preston, Preston, 40 years. Ugh. We're getting. Ugh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shut <Amen>. your mouth. <clears throat> Kevin Eastman was like, "Yeah, Turtles turns 40 years next year." I'm like, "Oh Jesus, oh God." Yeah. So Preston, you know, um, CGC and stuff. Now they do. Um, gaming so like there are other companies that rated yeah. games but like you know none of them are as big as cgc but cgc now does it so if you ever wanted to take that star wars game and actually get it like professionally they graded and boxed it would be the convention they yeah. had their own booth and people yeah. could just bring shit were, in yeah. and... you can just bring your shit in they can like you know start talking mm -hmm. about it and but yeah they were there they're definitely there <clears throat> 
I think yep. one of them that they had out there was a cool spot. It was like a 9.8, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Um, and then the other one was on our way in. Like I said, we talked about people who are autographing. Uh, I got Mr. Uh, Boom Shakalaka. Uh, Tim Kitzrow. He is the announcer for NFL uh, NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, NHL Hits, and now the new, I think it's called Monster League. I think it's like the. the yeah, it was something like that. Mutant League. I don't know what he called. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like we were walking, like we're like, okay, we see these guys signing over there, and like we see the uh, the vendors over there. I'm like, okay, let's go watch the vendors, and like he is like posted right outside the door of the vendors. Like he's getting stuff still set up because we're pretty early. And Preston had said, like when we were looking at Preston, was like, I knew this guy was gonna be here. I was like, so let's try to find him, and like yeah, you know, my car. not a huge deal, but like I want to, you know, I want to try to find him. Literally, as soon as we walked in, I go, Preston, dude, do this right now. He's like, yeah, I he's cannot right believe there. that he's there's right no here. Line. Yeah, there's no way like one to talk to him. Like, oh, is that is so you took your your cartridge. Like that's yours, oh, that's not one yeah. that you picked up there. Yeah, that's no, amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I bought yeah, that from awesome. home. Yeah, but then he got. He also gave us uh, two prints. Yeah. So I have uh, a Michael Jordan, like him dunking the flaming basketball with him signing it. The sign that says "Boom Shakalaka," and I don't remember what yours. Was just is, like the usual, like it's like a horizontal. The NBA Jam. NBA Jam. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that one signed. Yeah, got to take a little picture with him. It was fun. I'll, I'll send that for the Instagram. Um, that game is yeah. an all-time great. Nice I think we talked. I think we talked about that last week, right? I actually played that the week before mm-hmm. on the emulator just dude, for fun. You yes. walk up to him and as soon as he starts talking. You're like, "Yep, there's the voice right." Oh, there. dude, it's like it's, <laughs> his, it's, not it's his regular it's voice. His yeah, voice. you can tell. Mm-hmm. Oh, what like, are you doing? Just, and then I'm like, "Oh, Jesus, there it is." All right. Yeah, and he like as soon as it comes out of it, you're like, "Oh, dude, that is just how you talk." Like you walked in, went into the booth, and talked for a little bit, and then left and got paid. Like that's. And I mean, he does own the phrase "boom shakalaka." I actually didn't oh, know that because <laughs> it came from Sly and the, and the Family Stone. I think is what the band's called, name's called, and um, they have a part of their song that's that's "boo shakalaka." And then apparently, someone down the hall while they were making NBA and Jam, like was like, because they were talking about that, and like there's some movie where Bill Murray is kind of like dancing to it, I guess. And he's like down the hall, he's like, "Say boom shakalaka," and then that apparently became a big thing. Interesting. Next, I was, I was thinking about that. I'm like, I don't think like huh. he just keeps on signing everything like that. I'm like, does he own that? So I looked up some like YouTube on it and uh, yeah, heard him talk about it. So I, I mean, you can patent, you can patent or copyright yeah. some of that stuff. Like Michael Buffer oh, has. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm sure. Let's get ready to rumble and other stupid stuff. Yeah, a claim or somebody whoever owns those rights probably owns Boom Shakalaka. I think I think it's yeah. so ridiculous to copyright claim like words or phrases. <laughs> it's so stupid. It is. It absolutely is. Although, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. Like, I think it's dumb. I guess from like a, a like there were words they existed long like, before you. But like, they I want don't... you to right. think of them when that word is said. So if everyone it, else it, it's it, funny. They want they want because... them to think of you when that word is said. So, for example, like Samsung cannot make a G series TV, even though they make all the other series TVs. They can't make G series because Gatorade owns G series. So they skipped G and went to the next letter. Oh, dude! When it comes to companies, there are some wild things. Like yeah. uh, Arby's, Arby's has the uh, chicken, bacon, and ranch. I believe is what it is. And the reason it's that order is because one of the other fast food places have a chicken, bacon, ranch. But you're yeah. not allowed because of the copyrights. You're not allowed to like name oh, things the same. So you have to do you have to do like the yeah. and or like the chicken and, and not we only that the order. 
The order has to be different, too. Yeah. You're not kidding. The order that you put it together has to be different, too. Yep. Of course it does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And, like, I just... Uh-huh. And how do you even police that? Like, how do you have some coming like, oh, I saw you put the bacon on first, motherfucker. I'm coming for you. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I hate people. I hate God. I, ha I just... I can actually just say I hate, period, and just let it. All right. Well, coming back to the yeah. convention, I do want to talk about something that is kind of crazy that I kind of saw out there. Um... So you're going around, you're seeing out-of-box games, uh, surprisingly, like, not a whole lot of 3DS games. Like, I was looking, Jake, I was looking for, uh, he knows about this, I don't need to talk to him. I was texting him about it. Um, I was looking for Awakening, and I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm going to find one copy of, I'm a copy of Awakening somewhere, loose or not, whatever, I'll just grab it, and I'll borrow Christian's 3DS, and I'll play, I'll start playing mm -hmm. Fire Emblem Awakening. So looking around, looking around, I cannot find this game for shit. Like 3DS games are like next to nowhere. I think either they were wiped out like Saturday because it could have been to where like, you know, it wasn't, you know, all those games are like taken over that Saturday because there's a lot of kids that came by. And I guarantee they all have like little 3DSs yeah. and uh, moved to the Switch or something like there that. Was people, there was people playing their 3DS. Oh, yeah. Walking well, around like doing the street pet shit, playing that. which is hilarious gonna... since the store got killed last week. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, it's probably you know, people there. still play that 3DS all the time, right? So is it possible that maybe there's just fewer well, games to bring? Because well, well, people let me also it? ask this. Christian, you said they just shut down the store the past week? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why they're selling out. It's because you can't buy Yeah, them. no, you for sure. Buy, you yeah. can't buy in the store. That's exactly why now. I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, I just mean, yeah. like, they shut down their digital store. And yeah, so, so now you're, it's, it's, that's the only way you get them. Yep. So, yeah. So, like, Fire Emblem The digital future that Alex loves at work again. Yeah, Fire Emblem was not... And his answer to any of you that uh, wants to play 3DS games is uh, too bad, get fucked. So just remember that. But no. That's... Was, yeah. The one I yeah, did find okay. was 80 bucks. Mr. Mr. Exaggeration over there. Go back to the episode. I'm not, I'm not. You absolutely were lo telling people, like, look, man, I collect comics. And you know what I tell people when they don't can't have comics anymore? It was a moment in time that you missed. Womp womp, too bad, so sad. That is exactly what I just said in longer words. Get fucked, get out, oh, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. Okay, that's fine, but don't say that I was exaggerating. That's exactly what you said. I stand by it. Yeah, yeah, it did a shutdown on March 27th. Yeah. I didn't realize that because there was another store they threatened to shut down too, and for the second time, and people rioted and they pushed yeah. it back. Was that the Wii store? It was a Vita store, I think. No, that was no. a separate thing. Vita um, store? It was 3DS, and there was no Wii U. Maybe you might be no. I think the Wii U store is gone because the Miiverse is yeah. deleted already. I, mm -hmm. What I I know th there also could be a confusion with some of the different stories. They know there was the story where EA was like, "We're going to delist." Oh, I saw that. I don't feel bad. Company to Mirror's yeah, Edge no, and no. something else. They went back. And the community and over Mirror's Edge lost the their community mind. over Mirror's Edge was like, "Absolutely, go fuck yourself." And they were like, okay, sorry, we won't do that. But we're still going to do the other two since nobody yelled at us about those and completely delisted those two. And then the hilarious part is that they said, we're still going to go forward with delisting Mirror's Edge, but it'll be after we re-release it, like a like an HD remat so that you have to buy it again if you want to play the it. Thing, the thing that's weird about that one, too, is that like the only online component to that game was just the, the leaderboard. Like, leaderboard. The ghost. Yeah, so people like, I mean, you can still play the game, couldn't you? It, like, weren't they just discontinuing the leaderboards? No, well, yes, but uh, yes, and the delisting is that you wouldn't be able to buy it anymore. Yeah, sure. 
so it was just the speed running of community of that game that got angry about it i would assume probably people who enjoy the game i don't know if it was just the speed running community but it would be i'm sure the community that is still playing that game yes yeah all 37 people okay it doesn't matter. <laughs> I didn't see We're that bringing story. back the topic, show, and I have another topic to talk about. So Alex is wrong about this again. Um, but no, I yeah they. I, I will say to end this little thing is well, I that didn't want to end it, um, I want to talk about one of the things, but yeah. No, I'm saying the store, the the Nintendo store. Oh, okay, so yeah. we can get back to so to end the Nintendo store topic. Uh, shout out to Gerard the Completionist. Um, who went and for preservation purposes bought every single game so it was 20 i think it was $27,000 he bought every single game on the Nintendo 3DS eShop so that and then is obviously going to through whatever means yeah. make that stuff available for people to be able to preserve cuz there's so many games that were digital only on that store that Nintendo was ready to just wipe off the face of the earth forever. Think about the person that spent $27,000 maxing out their Diablo Immortal character when they could have had every game <laughs> that's ever existed on the 3DS. Talk about a value. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's, a lot, give... that's a lot of money. Like, that's crazy. I, and, I, I, and I don't know how much of that was, like, came from donate donations or anything like that. Like, I think he, because I think he streamed the whole event of like him doing it. Um, I don't, so I don't know the specifics, so don't quote me on that part. But I do know that it was about $27,000 and he bought them. Um, how but long just was absolutely... that stream, right? Because, like, how long, did, yeah. how long does it take you to click, like, purchase and, like, put in the money and for every, or click just add every game? Yeah. I don't know. I, again, I have no idea, but absolute massive shout out to him because that's, like, not many people would, would do that. So it was cool. Yeah, that's nuts. So there are around 2,000 games uh, on that shop when it shut down. God, I just, I can't. Yeah. So anyway, Preston. Yeah. Um, like I said, 3DS was weird to kind of see like a, not a whole bunch there. And then mm -hmm. the one big thing I thought was super strange, I didn't even think about this. And then it made sense once I, because I've heard about this happening, but like, obviously people will sell manuals you know, to like complete like their complete oh, box set. Mm -hmm. but this one was like straight up just boxes for consoles going for like over $200. Like no console inside of it, but like you get the one that was for Xbox or like Christian picked up one that actually had the console in it, I think, but it was the um, episode one racer, like Nintendo 64 bundle. bundle. Yeah. But someone we have a box there with nothing inside of it, just the box. So that way, if you had a console and you wanted to have the bundle, the All best part was box, you can buy the box for two hundred fucking dollars. Yeah, the best part was is that there was a a guy who was next to Preston and I yes. when we were at this box thing, Pokemon. and instead of just walking away and being like, "This clearly isn't marketed towards me," and just like letting it go, he decides to argue with the vendor and go like, "So you're charging two hundred dollars for a box with the manuals and stuff in it?" And they go, "Yes," and he goes, "Can I ask why?" Like, <laughs> I just would why like would why would anybody purchase that and it was like bro it's clearly not for you like i agree i'm not i'm not about to drop 200 dollars on a box of manuals like you don't no like i, I get it. it i 
think that's a valid question, though. Just, no, just, there's an not, answer. No, because it's, it's no, because no, it's, it is, but not not for not to be a dick, but like I think to genuinely understand, be like, what are people collecting here? Like, what are they doing? Like, oh, explain to me. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, what would make somebody want to drop like two hundred bucks on this box? I think that's a legit question. It is a legit question. It's not. I, I, yeah. It's not because it's the same thing that goes for everything else that is a collector's market, which is it's worth what people are willing to pay for it. No, no, because you're looking at it wrong. I don't mean, like I said, I don't mean that in a dick way. Like, it, tell me, like, you can answer that question. Like, surprisingly enough, there's a huge market of collectors for gaming consoles. And when people set up their rooms, they want both the console and the box behind it. Like, that's an answer that I think is a valid, like, that... Not to mention added value. Yeah, it's a valid question, console, right? Yes, yeah. box. yes. The problem is, so I agree with you in that if you with your current intent were asking the question, uh -huh. but this dude was asking it to be a dick. Like he was just like- Sound a little sassy, yeah. Little yeah, sassy. like he was just like, what idiots would do this? This is stupid. Like you guys are just- Gotcha. Like, it's, it's pointless for you to be here. And it's like- Gotcha. Bro, people have been buying my shit all weekend. You might as well so... laugh while he was talking. Actually. Yeah, that's that's dumb, and I would have told him oh, to f off. But like, I think that's a legit that's a legit question. Like, I would have wanted to know the same thing. Be like, hey, no. what's what's going on here that makes people want to pay? That was my first thought, and then it took me like five ten minutes in my head to go, oh yeah, because if you have the console and everything, you get that brand new box, but not brand new, but you get that box all out on it, and that just and it has the, price, the manual with it, and the whole the price thing. Three hundred bucks on the console that you just owned, and then you well, and then you share it and you display it in the same way that yeah it's maybe yeah. sell on ebay with the rest of the pieces yeah maybe i mean i don't yeah maybe I, fucking who knows right and that would be my question like that's what i would want to yeah. know are people doing this to like display with the console if they have it out or are they doing it because they want to sell it and they can sell it for more as as the I, I would assume that it's probably column a column b but it's mostly for display it's like place, yeah the, the the thing the overwhelming majority amount of people that were there were there it, the same way that people go to a comic book convention is collect, i'm still yeah. i'm i'm here to collect like i don't i'm not here to you know i'm not looking to resell or like see if i can make a quick buck against somebody i'm i'm looking for something that is impossible for me to find elsewhere yeah yeah and christian just made the whole snake trail we just went up and down each row checked everything we wanted like four we hours no stone unturned it, it looked it took us to get yeah. through all those vendors went through all of them it was good it was a fun time so, yeah it was killer luckily like yeah at first some of the vendors were all cash only uh, so i'm like okay let's just grab some cash I'm like i'm gonna grab this certain amount of cash and once i start getting low on that cash that is all i have it's like that is that is my sign that i have yeah. spent too much money yeah how long have they uh how long have they been doing that I'm not sure. Uh, I think I saw like 11, maybe 13 years, like somewhere around there, like getting close to the teens, I think. And the coolest thing was numbers. that we we found a bunch of local people now, local, I should say. But it was like, you know, within a 45-minute drive of us for some of these mm -hmm. shops. So that was cool. That There was a bunch of people that were based out of Madison and some other places yeah. that were like, oh, dope. We can, that's a, that's an easy drive. We can go do that's that. That's not their full stock. So, I mean, obviously, go they, different stuff. Did they have any of those people like doing panels? Did they do um, yeah, sort of panels? Yeah. yeah, so we they did yeah. a shit. They had a shit ton of panels. We just didn't go to any of them because um, we were on the last day and we were just trying to make it through all the vendors. But yeah, uh, yeah, there was a shit team. ton of yeah. Dude, that's that was me at C two E two. Like I and, and MegaCon. Like I'm in heaven. I went by myself to C two E two the first time, and it was just like, what's my panel schedule? I'm gonna shop and then hit every panel I I can and like. 
I don't care if I'm by myself, right? I'm there to listen to the artists yeah, talk and the actors talk. And and I last at MegaCon, we saw a couple of like shows early access before they hit TV and stuff. Like I love the panels. I like shopping, but the panels I love. They're so much fun. The only, the mm-hmm. only thing I was disappointed in was the RS Alley. It wasn't a whole lot there. Um, we, it was I, just one side. I, mean, I got my little guy right there. That's a new one. My little Star Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Falcon. I got the Evil nice. poster. Yeah, got the Evil one. I feel like that's probably harder to get a bunch of art. I mean, because if you're getting a bunch of artists in Artist Alley at a game show, they're probably box art hearted. Like, you're not, you know what I mean? Like, you're not getting the All devs. Like, it was just making prints. Like, making it prints. was right. And a lot of like, that's, small that's, little token yeah. things of like just small characters and stuff like that. That's kind of the Artist Alley that we the, as I say, that's what I mean. I guess that's why it doesn't surprise me that Artist Alley would be small compared yeah, to like a Comic Con yeah. because that's all, that's all it is. Writers and artists. Well, yeah, right. Like well, that's, that's all it is. Like, so. it was an anime Con and like yeah, there's plenty of people yeah. out there selling Gundams and like models and anime yeah. videos. But the the main reason you mm-hmm. go there is like it's there's a lot of really good artists over there you go see. Um, so mm-hmm. hoping for a little bit more. At least we got one print. That's cool. It was there was some like absolutely insane prices that we saw, and then we can move on from this because I know sure. we, we just but like that's fine. Um, Preston and I easily, I think the craziest thing we saw was some dude as we were walking by was describing the biggest sell, sale he made that whole weekend, which was Yellow. he had an original mint factory sealed version of Pokemon Yellow, like never had never been opened like was pristine everything a thousand dollars you want to know the worst part that guy probably sold himself short selling this at no offense but like milwaukee's game fest versus some sort of online like market because i mean you look at some of those astronomical prices of like old marios and zelda stuff going for 10 20 one of those games they're like one hundred thirty thousand dollars. he probably lost money not going like to an online some of these vendors i i could tell they're upmarking like i saw we oh, found one awakening yeah. you know, one awakening was like 50 bucks i'm like i go no 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 when i go home i've seen them online for 50 i even looked up while i was in the con i'm like i see them right here for like 50 bucks like sure i'm not buying this 80 dollar version just because it's here I'm impulse like, yeah. buy yeah that's no, their marketing too no. yeah well I, I, that and i think it was because it was the last day so they know yeah. that they can like there was even like there was somebody i I couldn't believe this, but there was somebody who was selling the original like PSP version of, of Crisis Core, um, and they were selling it for like $98, and I was like, you are out of your fucking mind. I was like, not only is that game, there is a, a remake out currently, or a remaster that's currently out, mm-hmm. that is $40, that is better than the original in most ways. But also, even if you really wanted to play it on your PSP, that game is $16 or less anywhere. Like, anybody who buys that is is absolutely insane. But then you look, and it's like, well, you're running out of, like, I'm sure what happened was people went around and bought all of the reasonably priced copies. And then if somebody's there and they're really looking for Crisis Core for whatever reason, and then it's like, look, man, you either pay my $98 or you just go home without the game. And then it gets it's probably it's probably that. And also because of the remake, right, the popularity and stuff like I can't I can't tell you how many comics I've resold, like just because a movie is coming out in three months. 
right? Like, even if the movie turns out to be shit, like, yeah. or, like, it's just, yeah. hey, it's just coming out, and people are, like, have to have it. So I'm sure, too, because the game's out, people that do collect it, it's already marked up for that reason. I mean, it's just, that's so insane, because it's, like, if your goal is to play the game, because you've never played it before, mm. and you're sitting there looking dead in your own face and thinking to yourself, should I pay $98 for this PSP version of the game? Or forty for a remaster that's better in almost every way. Hmm. And you actually think about that decision? I. You should go home and reevaluate your life. May, we'll we'll give somebody the benefit of the doubt and say maybe they only own an Xbox. <laughs> it's on the Xbox. That's all I got. Oh. Well, maybe they don't own either. <laughs> I guess for the I mean, people it's... who only own a PSP and a Switch, I don't. Yeah. yeah I guess. No, it's. Be you know that's the game that's the con you know that's the game of cons right yeah people, people sell it and they're capturing they're capturing the impulse buys you right. see it at 98 is the first shop you walk into for the week and yeah i need it let's buy it there was one game that preston found that jake was looking for that was a fire emblem path of radiance for the gamecube yeah um a game that i have seen no less than like a thousand times in my life because uh, one of my buddies, like, growing up was into Fire Emblem, and he had a GameCube and had it, and, like, it, it was a game that was so widely available back then, and then just completely died off, and now it is, like, the most rare thing on this planet, and it regularly goes for, like... Jake the... was saying he couldn't find it for under 200. Yeah, he's, basically. He's like, he can't find it for under 200, and then we find it. Preston finds it. A, a, a gentleman's 400. Yeah holy yeah. crap just just hanging yeah. out there right there i'm like jake i found it but i i don't think you want it he's like holy yeah. shit he's like no i'm good man I'm like okay just making sure mm -hmm. that's insane yeah it's yeah, good it's, it's a much. fun day definitely gonna do a full weekend next time for sure yeah. definitely need that time yeah i uh, I, I was yeah i totally that way i would spit I would... on all the physical media as he walks it's a little by cold this time of year though Alex. i will a little bit yeah i mean what's the temperature today's today nice. be fair it'll be hot in the yeah. convention center with a bunch of mouth we were everywhere. we were getting a little it's i was gonna say it's sweaty. it's 80 here today it's like 50 it's 47, 47 here yeah oh okay all right yeah it is yeah so those recording windows be open. sure sure yep Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, was that, was that your week? Did you guys play? Yeah, I'm still playing Resident Evil 4 Remake. Uh, I'm three chapters away from finishing it, so hopefully I'll finish it uh, tonight and or tomorrow. We'll see, and then I'll start probably Trails of Cold Steel One, I think, unless there's something else coming out soon that I am forgetting, but I don't know. There you go. Well, I think that'll be it. But that's really that's that's all I've played. My biggest thing has been moving into this office and getting everything ready. So, yeah, which is why I probably sound a little different this week. <laughs> a little echoey. Yeah. You sound yeah. fine. You sound yeah. fine. Yeah. What did you play, Preston? Um, I played a little bit more Citizen Sleeper. Uh, I guess the bullet points. I told Christian this. I uh, finished part of the mission with the uh, the kid at is not kid uh the guy that's next door to you um who wants you to like hack in a whole bunch of stuff and he's gonna help mm -hmm. you get the chip out their tracker chip and then i finished yep. the mission like whatever part of the mission and then like he just ghosts me so i don't have the tr tracker out 
and then the guy who's tracking you finally gets there and that's pretty much where I ended like, I finished his dialogue as far as like I'm paying his bill like you guys said last time I'm like oh yeah did you did you, did you try and tell him no oh yeah I tried running off <laughs> yeah, I tried to shoot up going. Like, I was gone. Then he started shooting his gun. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not going anywhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I tried to, I tried to get the fuck out of there. I, I got, I think in one of those, I think it was there at the beginning, I got pistol whipped from whatever my choice was. Yeah, he I just, like, too. hits you with the butt of his gun. Okay. I tried, like, talking him out of it or something. He was just, yeah. like, anyways, yeah. whapped and hit me. You're like, okay. Yep. No, thank you. I guess I'm paying your bill. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's it's, it's a rolling through. Um, I'm liking the pacing it's at, so I'm getting a lot of story here and there. It's not, I don't feel like it's too, I don't feel like it's bogging down at all. I feel like it's just getting faster mm-hmm. and faster and more information is getting thrown at me. So looking forward to kind of powering through that still. Uh, try getting that done before Star Wars happens later on this month. Uh, so um, I got that. I, uh, I haven't really played much outside of Snap, which I'll talk about here in a bit, but because um, like we haven't, we haven't had a lot of time between that and the last recording. Uh, I helped Christian's sister move. We did the con. We also saw uh, Dungeons and Dragons. We watched that uh, yesterday as well. Um, it's a good movie. Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. Iron Man Thieves. It's 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 got a lot of jokes. Made me laugh a little bit. They put like a campaign like into two hours, so it it moves. The pacing on that movie did not fucking stop. It, mm-hmm. it just barreled right through it. So it's a good. Have movie. you seen it, Alex? I have. Yeah, we went on opening night to see it. Um, nice. I enjoyed it as well. The thing that I found interesting, and maybe this is just my like ignorance of not playing that game before we started with our group here, but you realize in watching it how much influence that game that came out in the 70s has over like other final final fantasy or no, final fantasy other fantasy games oh, yeah. Yeah. right because you see like the mimic in there that you've seen in every final fan yeah. holy shit it's impossible to say fantasy without final fantasy apparently yeah, right? yeah but in any fantasy thing you've ever done like you know the mimic and it was in here which it's made a lot of sense too, yeah yeah, the panther that was walking around with like the things off of it is very reminiscent of other creatures you've seen in fantasy games and stuff. So I, I liked I the movie a lot. Mine was, mine was Baldur's Gate. Anytime they mentioned yeah. Baldur's yeah. Gate, I'm Anytime always like, those, those cities, oh, like, fuck, yeah, right. Those well, so I, I read a lot of the Drist books. Oh. Um, a, a lot of them. I think there's like 14. I've probably read nine of them. And as soon as we were in the beginning, it was snowy. I was like, I wonder if that's Icewind Dale. And then they like said that, right? And they talked about the Underdark. And I was like, I wonder what we're going to see. So it, and I had the same reaction at Baldur's Gate when they said it, even though I've never really made my way through those games. Like I've watched it. I know it. So I enjoyed it a lot too, but it was really fascinating to me to see how much influence that had over other media and other stuff I've experienced. No, that's You've never played Baldur's Gate, huh? A what? You've never played Baldur's Gate, huh? Uh, I played a little bit of what two, maybe? Yeah. Why? Oh. <laughs> I don't know what he's getting I'm at. Just, I'm just wondering because we've got this new series now, so I find That's that a long, very cool. It's a long. Well, it's a long one. All those key games are short. I they were are long. they? I thought I tried to play. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm thinking of Path of uh, Eternity or Pillar yeah. of Eternity. Yeah. Yeah, Pillars of Eternity I, is long as shit. Yeah, I forgot. But I even, about that. even for somebody that's never played Baldur's Gate, I'm very excited about the new one coming out later in the year. Looks great. Oh, dude, it's going to be... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, can't wait. So, yeah, I saw the movie as well. It was it was very good. I, I liked I like the, it a lot. The, the weirdest thing about it that I thought... Can I... Preston, can I, yeah, can yeah. I bitch about my, my... So here's the thing. Go for it. Has it got a theater experience? There was a... 
Yes, there was a point where I, I'm sure everybody in the theater heard me just audibly groan because I was so irritated at what happened on screen. But I thought that it was so annoying when they had all the actors show up on the screen. Oh, the very beginning? Dude, you know, it was exactly the most was cringy. Oh, I so hated it. Yeah. like yeah. But they're Thank so you for coming through the theater. They're like... You know, we all play heroes in the movie, but you guys, you're the True real heroes. heroes. And they're like, because you went and saw a movie the way that it's meant to be seen. Blah, 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 blah. Like, all right, all right, Christopher Nolan. And like, I'm already here. Like, oh, you don't need to preach to shut me. Shut up. Like, I was like so mad. I was like, dude, fuck off. Like, and there's like all these people that are like, you know, like, well, it's a, it's an art form, and it's how, and and you you're supposed to see it the way the artist intended, and body 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 body, and whatever. And I'm I'm all for artist intention. Like I I'm not saying that even I'm not even saying that they're that those people are wrong. Like I'm sure movies are made for the theater experience. Like there's people who work their asses off to get the audio to sit just right for Dolby Atmos and all this other stuff, right? I'm sure of that. However, that does not change the fact that for some people, and it, I think that it has been angling more towards people like Alex and I for a really long time, <laughs> but for some people, the negatives mm -hmm. of the theater experience outweigh whatever possible positives I could glean from that experience. Theaters and do not try and make a good experience for you. They let shit happen. They let people talk. Like, they don't do anything to create a good experience for me. And I know that there's some people who are like, dude, that's why the Alamo Draft House is great. Yeah, fantastic. Well, until the Alamo Draft House is the only theater in existence, then that doesn't help everybody. Like, like I know I'm sure that there's one that's probably near Preston and I that we might be able to go to. And I'm sure, Alex, there's probably someone, there's one near you somewhere. But the idea that I have to drive out of my way, however long that might be, to get to one, to have a halfway decent experience at a what theater. Makes, what makes Alamo Drafthouse better? I've been to two of them. They're more strict about what they happen. My knowledge, they throw people out for next to anything. I don't know. I've never I have been. never, I have never, I've been to two of them. I saw Solo there and I saw the first Guardians of the Galaxy there. And I don't recall it being a crazy experience, but I also don't recall seeing anything where it's like, we will not put up with shit. Like, I heard they're very like a theater. about the whole thing, but I, yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know. Um, Again, I've never, never been there. Also, this is not me writing for theaters, clearly. So, yeah. Just, yeah. But, but there's some people like me who would say like i totally get what you're saying about like the experience but i will enjoy the movie more if i'm sitting in my home and watching it without somebody fucking yucking it up next to me or on their fucking phone or hearing things coming off like that is what i think actively takes away from the artist's experience or intention of the yeah, fucking film like, I get you want people to see it, and you do, like, the Dolby Atmos, and you, you do stuff for, you know, the theater experience, but also, you don't just make movies for the theater experience. Like, you want people to enjoy your art and buy it, watch it again, watch it again, and clearly, like, I'm only going to see it in theaters probably once. Like, maybe twice if, if something weird happens. Like, I saw Batman more than once because I, by the third one, I did a marathon where I saw all of them in theater, right? But, like, in general, most people watch it theater once, and then if they really like it, they buy it, whatever. So, eventually, it is going to be viewed 
on your home television theater, right? So, like, you can't say you only make movies for the big screen experience. And to your point, Christian, because of that, because I know inevitably at one point or another, if I like it enough, like, I'm going to watch it on my home theater. There's nothing stopping me from just foregoing the movie experience and watching from my home theater. And so that's, I get in the front. So now they're doing that thing where it's like this. This movie is only coming to theaters. We'll never release it on DVD. So, if you, are people you doing that? Mm-hmm. There was a couple when Preston and I were walking. I don't remember what the name was now, but there was one that's like, I think even the Mario movie is one that we saw. Well, that, did they just say that just to let you know it's not going to happen on to digital platforms until like a month or two later? Oh, yeah, like, I mean that's, that's fine. But if, if you, but if you were sure, that's totally fine. That just means but, like, yeah. hey, we're we're pre-COVID. We're back to watching movies like we did in the mid two thousands, like big big whoop de woo, right? But if I, I thought you meant like it's only coming to theater and nowhere else, and I was like, nothing would make me want to no. see you less. Yeah. I thought that's what you can only see it here. I'd be like, okay, then I won't watch the movie. Get fucked. Yeah, like yeah. that, I have, that's fine. My loss, bro. You'll, you'll okay. miss out on this movie. Okay. I yeah yeah. George Times Kane's <laughs> Film Festival. Jesus. Yeah, it's just I can't. I, so, but that was my main thing. That and I thought it was kind of lame that they copied off the Avenger Hulk thing at the end. But yeah, spoiler. I, I guess we still laughed. I also groaned when they did that, and I think I looked at Ali and go, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like I just <laughs> yeah. leaned over and, and so because like it was, it was just. What's his name, dumb. Chris? Uh, what's uh, the actor's name, Chris? Chris Pine. Just Pine. 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 Yeah. One of the Chris. Pine. What the, the, the fourth most Pine, attractive Pat Chris Evans in Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you could just look at his face, and he was like, "Whatever, I'm just fucking doing this to cash a check." It's like his eyes are floating off. Like you could just tell he does not give a fuck about anything he is saying when he's doing that. No, it was it was it was just dumb. Like, there's nothing you can do to tell me like, I am, I am being such a brave person for coming to the theater. Like, the audience for no good reason. They're already there. Yeah, like, yeah, we're all exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're already, already there. there. Like, if you if you want me to come back, if you want me to like Chris Pine go see more cool. movies, then make it to where theaters. Don't charge $32 for a primetime ticket, right? I didn't pay that. And, yeah, that sucks. And make it just a better experience. Like, the only reason I went to that movie on opening night is because it was kind of a double date with Travis and, and his date, right? Um, yeah. If it wasn't for that, like, yeah, I'm probably not going to that movie. Like, I'm waiting. It's going to take a lot to get me out of the house to go see a movie because the last few times, even the last time we went to a movie... It was the Batman, rated R film, super dark, very loud and violent. Children. And these people brought a child in a carrier. Yeah. And the sat worst. like, the worst. what are you doing? It's like 9 p.m. and it's rated R film. That was the artist's intention right there. That's how the film is meant to be seen with a screaming baby and, next to you. And like, I like, I don't mind going to theaters that have food. Like, we often do that and i don't care people being normal humans if you're eating your food and it makes a little bit of noise, like that's life right like i don't yeah, care yeah. valley's eating on the couch is gonna make noise that doesn't bother me but then these people turned on both parents turned on their flashlights and held them up to their face looking down it's like so now it's light in here it's just it's a shit experience it's when you walk over and you put your hand on their food and then you throw it forward and just shoot it off their table everyone if it was if it wasn't for the fact that everybody had to be like the star in their own, 
movie, right? Mm -hmm. Everyday life, like yeah. it would be different, but it's just, it's the worst. But the movie was good. I enjoyed the movie. The movie was fun. It was funny. Yeah. You're right, Preston. It was like super fast paced. Like there was no slowing down and they only barely cared if you caught names or whatever. Oh, There's yeah. like, here's, yeah. here's people, here's stuff. Yeah. Going on all it seemed like it was very fan service in that like, if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, like you were just getting hit with just references well, left yeah, and right. Yeah, I mean, like even the yeah. trailer, like the stuff I saw, like okay, there's a red mages from the last campaign I played, like literally like two weeks ago. I just fought those Black Panther things. Like to where our DM goes, "Yo, you see the trailer? That's what you fought." If you wanted a vis better visual reference than the p the picture I showed you, mm -hmm. he's like, "Those are the things that you're fighting." I'm like, "Oh, well, fuck. Okay, I got a live action version of it." And then we also got a live action version of the Akrakoa, uh, Joshua. So you got to see one of my my bird like people. Uh, from the D and D game. Oh, yeah, sure, and, yeah. And them and the and he was just as clumsy yeah. as as you are in the thing. Yeah, no, it wasn't. was pretty amazing. It was My pretty guy, amazing. Sharut <laughs> dodges shit like a motherfucker. Does he? Because he got bit it, by a zombie. It is fun. I wasn't trying to dodge. It, no, I got bit by a zombie. Oh yeah, he was trying because he was trying oh, to make I friends. I dodged. It, it it was kind of funny, like. So the girl that played the tiefling in the movie, yeah. like she was pretty cool, right? And and watching the, her turn into a druid and the mage was cool. Like everybody's pretty cool. But Preston, if you're trying to hang your hat on Joshua the Birdman, he was like the goofiest character. As soon as they said his like racist name, I'm like, oh shit, I get to see one of these like in, the, in live action. It's gonna be cool. And it's like, like don't get me wrong, it's like nice like prosthetics and everything. It's all yeah. like actually there, but it's just like the cheesiest looking fucking thing. And it's just like, this giant fucking bird with these wings that can barely hang off his back. And like. Okay, this is how this is gonna be. I'm like, this is gonna be how it's gonna be for all the weird characters, then, isn't it? And yeah. then you saw like the lion person with the lion baby, and it's like, oh, this is all gonna be very weird. This is gonna be very, very mm -hmm. weird. Yeah, I liked it though. I, I appreciate it. It was funny. Yeah, I liked it too. I enjoyed it. So yeah, for sure. Well, um, if we stick on, oh, go ahead. Last of my week. Um, oh yeah. Because I don't, I didn't have much to watch, or like, uh, if I did, it's you know, in the in the middle of it. But uh, new season of Snap happened. Everybody, new season pass. Mm. Uh, so it's called Animals Assemble. So the big new card. This, this <laughs> nothing could be geared more towards Preston say, like, than animals and Marvel combines. They literally have variants like Marie's assemble. They really have variants <laughs> of each card, like not each card, but like most a lot of cards. To where there's like a, a furry version of it. Like there's like a cat Captain America or some shit. Like I that. was I was gonna make the joke. Like I literally was gonna be like, oh, I bet there's furry variants. And then when you said it, I was like, oh god, oh. I say this. This might be the thing. We'll see. This might be the one that makes me quit playing this game. But no, it's gonna no, bribe no. Preston. We'll we'll have to ask and, and find out. Preston, start tracking. How much money do you spend on this season? I mean, I'll only spend the ten bucks to get the season pass. But I'll, I'll, if I spend just, more just money, wait, I'll let just you wait till if I yeah, spend just more wait till one of those variants. You know. Sure, sure. Wait till one of those variants pops. Up. Yeah, remember, right, Preston, like, this whole community is watching, so I'll don't let fine. the furry community down. <laughs> Moko, I don't think does any furry variations, so we're good. Um, but no, it's yeah. uh, so the new season started up, so that means new cards, new things to get. Hit monkeys out there. We're gonna see how he does. But um, I uh, they they reset your rank, so I am now back to rank twenty, number twenty. And I have to go back up to get to where I'm going because it happens every season. You gotta try to get to infinite because they got new cards and new things you can get as far as unlocking. Oh, you just been through. smoking people now as you come back down, dude. I played it last night when it first launched. I was getting my fucking shit pushed in so hard. Like, everybody, everybody's been because everybody drops down. So like, because yeah. you can tell that you're gonna get killed because those like. 
so when you upgrade your cards, you can upgrade them multiple times. You get like the variants that are black and white with like stars flying around them, all this kind of shit. It's, like the wildest cards. Like I'm putting out my Wolverine, but then he puts out his Wolverine and it's like exploding and like doing all this crazy shit. And I'm like, I'm gonna get my shit pushed in. I don't know. And so like, you're no yeah. so it's like all the level infinite people who come back down and they're looking at everybody going, Just You're locked in here with up. me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why when you I'm get ranked- to infinite, you're locked in there. You can't get out of it until like the next season. I'm ranked 10, apparently. So I was at uh, 35, really? 36, and they bumped me down to 10. You bumped so. me down to 20, and I was at, like, 52. Yeah. So. Okay, so they must take you down 20 levels, right? Or whatever <laughs> that difference. Levels, somewhere on there, yeah. Difference is, yeah. Or maybe it's, like, a certain yeah. ranking as far as like the actual rank. But, yeah, down in the bronze, I think it was. And then it's starting to, like, this morning felt a little bit better when I was playing, but last night was rough. Last night was real rough, because you know the, 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 the wolves are out. The people who, like, are really about die, die hard about this game were like, we're gonna play it now, and we're gonna fucking squish these motherfuckers. Like, all the these people are You're probably... They're like, these probably... furries are coming in, and we're gonna fucking squash them. I don't know what the, know what the worldwide... That I should be yeah. aware of. I don't know what the worldwide community is like in a snap, but if it's like other games that late night for the US is early morning for Japan, oh, yeah. and uh, that is when the killers usually come out in games, so... I can't imagine that this... I mean, I guess I don't want to... I don't want to say for sure, but I can't imagine... I feel like the US is probably the main... Marvel's pretty big nowadays, especially with the movies. So the U.S. and Europe is probably like the main audience. Yeah, that being a phone game, so I I bet like... you I bet you it doesn't matter for something like this. I bet it doesn't matter. Who knows? So okay, mm-hmm. do a little snap, enjoying it. All right. Well, um, I'll stay on the movie piece as well. So I saw the Dungeons and Dragons as you all did, and it was fantastic. Um, I also watched on Apple TV Plus oh. uh, the new Tetris movie. Oh, have you guys yeah. seen that? No, no but I heard about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was really good. It was really enjoyable. Um, I looked up like after the fact, like, oh, how accurate was it's it? It's loosely based, but they made a like, punch it up for Hollywood kind of thing, right? It's actually like pretty accurate. Is it? Yeah, really there's there's a couple, there's some there's some stuff in there with the KGB because it takes place a lot like in right. Russia and stuff. And they're like some of the KGB stuff doesn't happen, um, but like a lot of it, a lot of it does. Even some of the KGB stuff does happen, um, but the story, the story is wild. Like I I don't know if there's a book about it, but it makes I'm me sure want to go is. like get a book about it. Just some of the things so. Essentially, guy buys the rights to Tetris at a game convention from uh, a British company, like a huge British company. And it turns out that, like, they never owned the rights to anything other than the um, the computer rights. But they were selling arcade and console rights, even though they didn't have them. They didn't know they didn't have them, um, but they just, like thought they had the rights and were selling them and when everybody found out it became a scramble between this guy who partnered with Nintendo and uh, these other companies that were like flying into Russia like just trying to get meetings illegally at the time because of the USSR like mm-hmm. illegally getting uh, meetings and like trying to backstab each other and get deals and it was absolutely wild and it was really fascinating so i don't want to give away too much i would say like if you have a chance to watch it watch it because it's really fun it's really good um but it's a crazy story it also makes a lot of sense i something i'd never thought about but like everybody knows the tetris song and everybody knows like it's a banger of a song 
but it's not until like they're flying to the USSR and they start playing the song where you go, oh, that song is so Russian. It is so Russian. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was very good. Um, beyond that, I also played Marvel Snap. Uh, I got up to 35 for 36, so bad. I was feeling pretty good about myself. Yeah, I got the tutorial. Said that it dropped me back down, but there's so that. You think you're gonna um, get the uh, season pass with uh, Hitmonkey? I don't know. I, I probably I probably won't. What I'll what I'll probably do is continue to play and see how far I get in the free version. And if I because I think you just have to get to level 50. The um, thing is that like if you unlock everything, but like the things like you don't you just don't get. So it, once you buy the season pass, right. it just unlocks all that that's unlocked behind that paywall. And if you've gotten past the level, then you just get it then then there. So that's what I'm thinking of doing, right? Like come the end of the season, if I'm at like 45, then sure maybe I'll toss and a ten bucks and unlock it. Like I have to have this card. Yeah. Like, yeah. But we'll judge it on how much I play it. So I'm not going to pick it up yet. We'll just see how many levels I get. But that's been fun. Um, I've been playing more Destiny just to get through Destiny. And then, um, oh, I started uh, Jedi Survivor because, no. Fall in order. You didn't Fall in order. <laughs> Fall in order. Like, I started, I started Travis, Fall in like, order. Did for you to where you got the game No, no, no. To get to, I, I played Fall in order to uh, try and get through it before Jedi yeah. Survivor comes yeah. out. Okay. Um, I played about 45 minutes of it on Steam Deck. Looks absolutely incredible. Among among the prettiest game I've played on Steam Deck. Great. Runs great. Okay. Um, and just in the 45 minutes I played, it just reminded me like how well done of a game that actually was. That was Warner Brothers too, right? Like no, that was Respawn. Respawn. Oh, okay. Okay. So EA and Respawn. EA. EA. Folks. And they might. Folks. That makes more sense. I was gonna say might actually be the best game they've ever done, but Respawn does good work, so it's yeah. just it's so well done. Single player campaign. Animal yeah, Titanfall campaign. Two is still the best game they've ever done. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's my week. Um, and with that, I think we should get into our topic. Um, so as we said, we are starting a new uh, series, our gaming book club, and we started with Diablo 2. So here's how it's kind of going to roll for this game anyway. Um, we are going to take this by chapters. We had a chance to make it through the entire first chapter, which we'll talk about in a few the moments. First act. First act, if you will, sorry. Um, Diablo does acts. So we made it through the entire first act, and that's and, what tonight is going to cover. Yep. And I, so I have played this game probably in the ballpark. Like I've played through that oh. story probably in the ballpark like six or seven hundred times. Like I, I played it religiously, and you guys have not played it at all. Well, you played a little bit of it, Preston, but you never really made it that I far. In Alec, and actually recently too, to where it's been like somebody had like I guess it was like when they announced that they're doing Resurrected, like he just had like the itch or one of my friends had the itch and he's like yo go get yourself a key real quick and then we'll, we're all gonna play online the original you mean yeah like the old yeah older version, not the new resurrected mm -hmm. version yeah and you hadn't uh but you hadn't played um you never made it through all the way no no yeah, right it's, yeah it's just yeah it lost me here so and that's gonna be i know we said this before but it bears repeating that so the the whole thing is that we're either going to play games that are requested at us by by you guys or um ones that either all three of us have not played or at least two of us have not played um and then go through like that so the format for this one will be somebody who's returning to it after i mean a huge like i played 
I know I know every single corner of this game. I mean, like these, we'll talk about it here, but like there was like I was just like, yep, this thing will be over here. And then like I would just walk them right towards like I know where this is going to be. I knew the name of the skill that Alex pressed before he like right as he pressed it. <laughs> yes, he knew it. He yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did bone armor guys... and you're like, uh, oh, bone armor, huh? Pretty dope skill. Yeah. And you were like, you're ridiculous. Yeah. And then, uh, but these two haven't played it at all. So, um, yeah. So first things first, uh, what are you guys thinking when that first cutscene opens? What? Am, so the, okay. The first, so the first thing that I'm thinking is with is so I was going to actually say, why don't you get us caught up on two and then we'll talk about it. Cause you, sir, would be able to uh, tell us what happens at the end of one and where we find ourselves. Sure, in. yeah, 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 sure. So for those who don't know, yeah. So um, Diablo 1 is the game that, that started this whole thing, but not a whole lot happens. So you're just, you start in the town of Tristram, um, you're just a regular adventurer, and there has been demons coming out of the bottom of the town, essentially. And there is the the king is kind of crazy and he thinks that it's the the town folks at some point there's a bishop involved in in there and you're trying to figure out all what's going on as you go down you find out that the bishop uh, well, and the king's son goes missing um and they think that you know the he thinks that the village has something to do with it he goes down there you find out that the bishop um is actually in league with the demons and he's been trying to basically turn the whole town into just this giant like sacrifice pit basically um and you find out that the lord of terror diablo is down at the bottom underneath tristram and um him and his brothers were thrown out of hell um they were by so the him and his brothers uh are known as the primevils we don't know all their names yet we just know about diablo at this point um but they were the primevils and the lesser evils uh which make up um one of whom is andario which is a boss that we actually beat in the first act that we'll get to in a little bit um but they all banded together and basically threw them out and said like get fucked and hell is ours now um and um so Diablo is there trying to basically make Earth to build like an army to do these things to either go back and take hell back or do and maybe go back and deal with um, other stuff uh, that his he might have plans for. But either way, you go down and you find out um, that what happened was is the bishop used Diablo's soul stone and stabbed the king's son with it and basically gave Diablo uh, physical form. And so then he, you fight him, and at the end of it, you are standing there um, over the body, and you clearly have, it, it doesn't say this, but it shows it. But the thought is, okay, if I leave this soul stone here, then Diablo's just gonna come back. He'll just keep coming back over and over again. So I have to figure out a way to contain him. So you take it, and you stab the stone into your forehead to try and contain Diablo for what would essentially be all eternity. Um, and the game ends with saying uh, the, the like the dark wanderer headed east, I think, or started to head east, whatever it was. Um, but it shows basically this hooded figure that's clearly your character from the game. Um, 
walking away from the town essentially and it said that it'll like the you know diablo will return or something like that is the little message they left after diablo one um so then obviously then diablo 2 picks up with its original cutscene, um where you are focused on some dude who's in a prison his name is Marius, correct? Yep. So an old, he, he's an old dude. So he like an old dude in a prison, just chilling there on the floor. And uh, all of a sudden, the door opens and uh, a stranger walks in. Yep. So a hooded figure who reveals himself to be the Archangel Tyrael um, is basically asking Marius, "What the fuck happened? Like, what? What? You know, what's what's going on?" And um, Marius starts to basically begin the tale of what ha he was in a bar and the dark wanderer shows up from the first game so they he walks in and um all of a sudden he loses control of himself and basically a rift from hell opens up in the floor of this place and demons just start shooting everywhere and kill everybody then the Dark Wanderer gets it under control really quick. All the demons go away, but it's too late. Everybody in this bar has been smoked, except for Marius. And the Dark Wanderer starts to leave. And so Marius says, you know, I had no choice but to follow him. And then you're at the character select stream, right? Like, that's that's really how... The, that's, that's all the information they give you right in the beginning. So... For me, what was I thinking when the when the cutscene first started? The only thing I was thinking was, uh, man, does this company know how to knock out cutscenes? Like, yeah, they. I, I don't understand the World of Warcraft movie. Why they just even the try to do live action hybrid? Like, why you would you not just have? Yep. Yeah, the in-house team like. Blizzard makes cutscenes like no one else. Yeah. Yes. They're incredible. Every time. Um, so that was my first thought, right? Just like everything from the ambiance. It was, it felt, as soon as it started, it felt very Diablo. So my only experience with Diablo is three, which I think for a, a lot of people, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. At least, the, popular, you know, the two yeah, three. Yeah. Three was probably uh, not a lot, but many people's first experience with Diablo. The community is much bigger because of that game. So, yes. um, I, I, watching the cutscene, I was thinking like, a, this cutscene's gorgeous, and b, it feels very Diablo. And then, the hooded figure walks in, he sits down, and he says to Marius, "Do you know who I am?" And he looks over, and all of a sudden, that hooded figure is like glowing, and like the wings are there, and he says like Tyrael. And even before he said that, or like, "Yes, I know who you are." I knew that, right? Because Tyrael is in three, so I was like, "Oh, hey, I, I know him, yeah, right? Like, exactly. I, I know him." So, like, that was that was kind of nice. Um, it, it was nice for me going into this game, missing the first one and not quite being sure where we were um, and what was going on. It was nice to have like a callback that immediately made me feel like, "Hey, I, I am, uh, I'm going to be able to be integrated in the story pretty easily because yeah. there's stuff here." So, and yeah, yeah we just that say. Was, the Diablo depiction of angels is the coolest, like the wings in any cool. media in the including real life. There has <laughs> never been angels that have looked cooler than the Diablo angels. 
Yeah. Like when you get that flash light scene, wings and they're like when he thinks going... it's when he or when he when he's like he's like trying to figure out who it is and then he gets that flash of Tyrael and it shows just his just crazy armor with like the mm-hmm. like the little the lines that shoot out to make the wings you're just like oh dude this yeah, is rad. like you are I instantly you're cool like yeah. I don't even and especially right as somebody if like if it's your first time playing it and you, and you don't have any experience with three so like to take you back to what it was like when I was playing the original I when I saw that I was like I don't know who that is but that is the coolest person I've ever seen like easy like I, no contest he, he does have the classic Blizzard character design of, like, just being a very bulky, solid mm-hmm. dude, right? Like, in a lot of media, yeah. yeah, in a lot of media, when you see, like, fit people, they're kind of that hourglass shape, even guys, like, very broad shoulders, wide stance, but, like, thin and, and tight cores. Like, Blizzard's dudes are just very straight. Like, they're just very solid. Like, I could... I, I almost think of, um... Oh... Uh, Darksiders, like war in Darksiders, right? He was just like solid top to bottom. I carry a sword that's 80 pounds on my shoulder. Mm. I'm just that strong. Like, that's what you, that's what I get and what I think whenever I see uh, Blizzard's design of that. So, yeah, sure. What about you, Preston? Uh, I do remember playing parts of this as far as beginning, uh, some of the characters in there, here and there, uh, outside of Decker Kane, who is the the big, big one that we all recognize. Uh, but to Shana and some of those other characters, I do start remembering that little small area right there, that little campground. And it's not going to be long before we get to a point to where I'm just not going to remember, I'm not going to, not going to have, not going to have experienced uh, what we have experienced yet. Uh, but so far, it's been kind of the same thing. But to me, it's. You go into another dungeon, uh, you go face this really cool fucking looking boss uh, that has a cool story back behind it, and you kind of just re- rinse and repeat that, but it's a lot more uh, a lot more exploring on this one than uh, I remember, yes. for sure. Yep, so that was, uh, I would uh, say that yeah. the main change that I think, because you guys both played, we all, all of us have played 3, but um, I, 3 is, is fairly linear uh, in the way that it was, whereas 2, I think you guys can say, like, you know, it it's fairly open to interpret. I mean, there's like missable quests that you might be able to miss depending on if you don't explore enough. There's like times where they'll just tell you like, hey, your objective is somewhere in this area. Like, and you don't know where it is either. Like as someone who's played it fucking hundreds of times, like you're like, yeah, cause the maps are random. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's not the bottom left corner. It's not it's as simple as that. It's, it'll populate somewhere on this map as soon as we walk to it. And then we're going to be clearing out the map and mm-hmm. discovering it all and you know finding all the enemies and all the nice little treasure chests here and there um and the nice special enemies so before we get in to talk about what act one was like for us and how we went you know some of the quests that came up and, and things like that um let's start with our characters preston what kind of character what do you choose I, yours? Myself, we'll, we'll the druid um so um, that was kind of the same character. I wanted to see that kind of difference between, because I just played that beta for Diablo 4, and I played the Druid. So I'm like, let's go to Diablo 2 playing the Druid and see how big of a, like, you know, a back and mm-hmm. forth it is between the two ants. It's, you can definitely tell that the, some of those, like, aspects are still there. Obviously, Diablo 4, the skill tree alone, like, just branches off insanely. Yeah. Uh, while this has very basic uh, skill sets to, for you to pick from, and then, like, you can't branch too much off of that. You could if you wanted to, but it's probably not going to do you good in the long run. And like Christian has told us before, at the beginning of this, it's... 
in the end, you're gonna find out what you like, and it's gonna be based off of your armor too, as well as what your armor can do for you to kind of help you like maximize your character. Uh, so we'll see how it goes uh, with that. But yeah, I picked the druid. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy either turning into a beast or having beast friends with me, or I also mm-hmm. like having a little bit of magic I can mess around with too, like calling down a lightning or something like that. Yeah, I went with the uh, necromancer. Yep. And what there are five total classes. Is that what it was? Six. Six total classes, but some of those were because of the DLC, right? Yeah, well, so, and yeah, Druid being one of them was added. So there was, yeah, because, so the original game was um, Amazon, Paladin, Barbarian, Necromancer, Sorceress, and then the expansion added Druid and Assassin, so seven. Okay, so then I chose uh, Necromancer, which is a little different than what I typically do in Diablo 3. Yeah, extremely different. Yeah, I typically do like range stuff, um, mm-hmm. which is okay. just DPS in general, which everything's DPS here, but like a nice range because when I'm playing a game that I don't know, I want to be able to maneuver and get away. We've talked about that with me in games in the past. Like, I like to yeah. feel like I have the power and I'm in control. Um, so I did Necromancer, stepping out of my comfort zone, um, but I like it because I've never played that sorcerer type class before, um, other than a warlock in WoW, like way back in the day. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it was very fun. So my big skills uh, right now through act one is I have like a main just cast that will do damage to people, but I can have three companions. So while we're rolling, I can have a uh, skeleton that has a ridiculous amount of durability. Like mm-hmm. I think the, one of those skeletons, when I first unlocked him, ran around with us for like 40 minutes. Yeah, um, it was a long time. Yeah. And then I can do another skeleton that hits harder, but has less health. And then I can yep. do a golem. So I had three people up at one time. Um, so yeah, that's what I chose. Necromancer. That's, the first too. that's insane. Yeah. A lot of pets. It's, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And it was just seeing them all scurry across the screen was really because you were just building your own little army and stuff. It was really, <laughs> it was good. Um, and then I, so then I chose Paladin. Um, and uh, in, the least, in the least surprising The least surprising thing. So typically <laughs> what I'll usually do in these games is like, if I have a choice, I'll either do, I'll do Paladin or... Um, if that's not an option, then I'll do Sorcerer is typically how I did it. Um, or in the Diablo 2 case, since those were both launch classes, I just did them both. I just ran both of them. Um, Diablo 3 didn't get its version of the Paladin until later. And so I ran Sorcerer first and then made a Crusader. Um, and so we'll see what happens with the other, because, you know, it's it's the Diablo 4 has uh, some returning and some some new things. So um but yeah so i chose paladin specifically i'm making a what is known as a hammered in build um so there is a a skill that is in this called blessed hammer holy hammer or something like that and it basically just ends up casting a hammer that will spin around you and then those circle will get wider and wider and wider as as the cast goes until it finally disappears um and so the whole point of this build is to basically focus all everything into making that as heavy hitting as possible and then just constantly spamming it until you are basically you have a tornado of hammers around you and then everything on the screen just dies and there's nothing you can do about it and you just sort of walk into rooms and just annihilate everything that's that comes even close to you um it's awesome so i that's that's what i'm doing uh throughout this 
throughout this uh, little run through run through the game. I think we actually are pretty balanced because, like you, you know, are the big guy with a lot of health and can do a lot mm-hmm. of damage. I am squishy as f, which is why I have all the minions and the yep. the bone the, the yep. bone shield. There's just like a circle of bones that float around my body in orbit. But Preston, I think's uh pretty even, like, pretty both. balanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I, I got the, good. Like, I can take the hits, but also like I'm going more the elemental classes. Like I'm not doing the shape shifting. I'm not really doing the summoning. I think I just started putting maybe some summoning in there, but mostly mine's elemental. So I got like that frost, so I can slow down the groups of enemies. So that way they're not like pounding on Christian as much because they're going slower. Because that helped out a lot when like when Christian was getting mauled by like five to six people and one of them was like a special character. I would yeah. just hit them because it does good damage too. But I would just sweep across and mm-hmm. get like all five or six of those guys and they just go a little bit slower so they're not chipping away at them so fast so that was yeah nice. yeah we have a really good group synergy going it yeah. was it was good yeah out. yeah so act one is relatively short it probably took us an hour and a half maybe that's, yeah, it's around about outside of the final act like and there's some stuff in act four but round about that is what it will yeah. be now keep in mind again too right like we're playing through and i'm not i'm not giving you guys like quote unquote the answers per se but like no. i know like i'm not letting us miss like skippable quests or anything like that guide us, yeah. you were yeah. yeah you were super helpful even like not just in the first area you're like hey we got to go talk to this person go talk to this person make sure you talk to them you did help us make sure that we didn't miss a quest um but i think you helped save time in the little things right we didn't have to figure out like where the fast travel points were i accidentally portaled at one point and didn't know (laughs) what i did and you were able to like quickly explain what it does we use that to our advantage a few times to help us get back to town and, and back to where we left in the field so having you as a guide helped I think speed yes. things along. Otherwise, even that short act would have taken a little longer as we tried yeah. to bumble around and, and find stuff. Yeah, and so in each act we'll get just a little like a hair longer, but in general that like mm-hmm. we should we'll probably end up still doing like an act a play session that we go through. So um, act one was pretty straightforward. It, it has six quests or five if you don't count the missable one. Yeah, and it seemed as though, and again you can help catch us up on the story but it seemed as though the three of us along with our um companions we earned for doing a quest and then my little army so three people running around ended up being like nine people running Mm -hmm. around around, But, but it but it seemed like it was pretty straightforward it was kill some people retrieve a skull or retrieve a scroll find some pillars then locate free Deckard, free Deckard, who is again a name that if you played three, you would you would know, yeah. which again is a nice little callback. Until you inevitably have done enough to find out where the first axe big bad is, and you go fight the big bad. Go to Tristram. Uh, I, you guys yes, can tell well, me. you go to Tristram. You go to Tristram to to free Deckard Kane. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell me. Um, it's been a while. I haven't played three since three came out. Like I beat the whole game and I put mm-hmm. time into it, but that was that was a decade ago, right? Yeah. I I know you said that there's more exploration in this game, which is true. But what I recall from three, it was um, very dungeony, castly, right? Like you load into an area, you're in a dungeon, or you're in a castle, you're running through it. But this actually felt like we spent a majority of our time above ground, yeah. in the open field above ground. Yep. And so that so this is more true to form about what the dungeon crawler like genre is where you are going and finding the places to go into right so like it's not so much like 
with with what you're saying, like Diablo three was rings true. Is you're the you're in the story dungeon and then you're in it for a hot minute and then when you're done with it, almost always the act is probably over after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whereas in this, it is you have every single time you load into a zone you will have like eight or nine warp points that are all different maps that are inside this what would be the larger area of the plate like that you find yourself on the 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 in sanctuary um and each one of those could have anywhere from three to six different dungeons that you can run through all of varying lengths some might be one level some might be six levels it just is totally it's up it's it's in the air for that particular dungeon and you're going around and your whole point is to explore and find some loot and get better and get stronger and then go and do the story and kill whatever big bad is in that particular area and then you move on to the next one yeah and so when it came to this first act um the big bad ends up being Sisters to the Slaughter, right? No, that's the name of the quest. What was the big name bad? Of the quest, the Andariel. And, and, Andariel, right? Who is kind of a spider? Spider lady. Yeah, so she's didn't, a little, yeah, didn't yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Her design is crazy. So she is, um, and they talk about it in the games, but it's you know she's one of the lesser evils that that first threw Diablo out of hell. He ends up, um, you know, she she is the one who had been. Uh, basically overseeing all the people that were attacking Tristram and the Rogue and Cambit that we f- we find ourselves in uh, at the beginning of the act. Um, and yeah, so the big bad happens to be Andariel. Um, and she has the whole fucking squad with her that we, that we fight through. And uh, when you beat her, basically a giant pillar of fire shoots out and uh you know, letting you know that her like a hellish spirit was basically banished or whatever. Um, so we sent her back to hell. Uh, and then you go back to the rogue encampment and chat it up with everybody. And everybody is to varying degrees of, of excited for you. Uh, particular note, Kiasha finally stops hating you for zero reason, even though she's one of the rudest NPCs in video games, I think. <laughs> um, and she finally is like, oh, I totally misjudge you. You're super cool. And you're like, yeah, it's too little too late. So I, I still don't like you. So, um, or you have like one of my favorite ones is um, because I think the year in this game is like, 1200 or 1100 something uh accord, like in 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 universe and so you talk to one of the characters in the rogue encampment and he tells you that he's gonna party like it's 999 and he does <laughs> he does yeah who's which is ridiculous Geed the gambling merchant um and i always even as a kid i thought it was hilarious so i was just like oh i get that's hilarious like i just i don't know why but the line gets me every time Okay. So, and then we end there. We ended as we trekked to the west place, or the, the east? east? The east. We trekked to the east. There was a little bit of an ominous statement there, which was like, hey, some bad stuff happened towards the east. Somebody well, made their way the there. We, we know that the Dark yeah. Wanderer headed, he took the road towards and, the east. That's all we or, know. Yeah. And they said something, and I forget the actual dialogue, but they just, they alluded to the fact that, like, 
some gates closed and bad things have happened and nobody's gone back that way in quite a while. And that's where we left off. Yeah, so well, so we had that cutscene then that introduces what what act 2 is going to be um which is so we're you're we're, we're following now it cuts back to Marius again, right? So we're getting everything from Marius's perspective. So uh, they had been hiking across the desert, and at some point, Marius has a nightmare where he is uh, seeing a vision, essentially, of um, the mage Talrasha, uh, who had decided to sacrifice himself, essentially, to uh, contain one of Diablo's brothers for eternity. He was just he basically is buried in a tomb underneath the desert and he's just sitting there basically fighting with this demon forever. He's just the, the for all time essentially. Um and as the as Marius wakes up, the dark wanderer looks at him and goes, Now you know what we're searching for, that is my brother. And he says, you know, get some rest because we're gonna be leaving. So you now the player as the players, we know that, you know, all right, Diablo's trying to free one of his brothers. We don't know who, we don't you know any of that, but we know it's one of his brothers. And then it cuts to, you know, Marius seeing as they cross the crest of the hill the next day, where they say, you know, we've seen or I now I've seen what I've seen on the horizon is the desert city or the jewel of the desert, the city Luke Golane. And you get this really cool horizon shot of this entire city. And then it plops us right in the middle there. And we, that's, that's the start of act two. And that's, that's where we're at right now. So let's share our thoughts on what we just took in in general, like what we thought about act one and Preston, yeah. if you want to go, we'll start with you, but just in general, like, what'd you like? What didn't you like? What was your general thought about Act One? And um, you know, if you had to give it a rating for the first act, the first act, how would you? How would you? No, not just. I don't just mean the story. I mean like from your experience, right? Experience so, if, act, yeah. yeah. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna give us a star rating, where would where would you put your time with it? So, uh, yeah. Um, if I star rating, I say about four out of five, eight out of ten, kind of deal, depending on how you wanna go with it. Um, okay. It's, it's an older game. I wish there was a little more fleshed out with its skill trees, but again, it's, I don't want to hold like the age of the game to it, um, especially after just playing Diablo 4. It's, Diablo 4 had a lot of upgrades you could do I think it's skills. fair in some regards, but it's fair, a remake, Diablo 3 right? so... was also like, it was pretty, uh, it wasn't slim pickings, but like it was more basic in its skill tree than uh, Diablo 4 yeah. is. Like, Diablo 4 is getting crazy with how far they're going with that. But mm -hmm. uh, Diablo 3, I could see the slow progression going from 2, 3, and 4. 4 being outrageous as far as the same amount of skills and mix yeah. and matching, while Diablo 2 is going to be... Like, I had, I think, what, three different sections to choose from? Elemental, um, transforming. Summoning and, and, like, and like, transforming. Like, yeah, yeah. Like earthly or something like that. And then, uh, but yeah, it's... There's only those, and like pretty much you want to be following down that line. Um, otherwise, you're going to be falling behind in that area, and you don't want to be doing that um, as you go through. So, I mean, it, it feels good. Um, it is slower, which, to be honest, I kind of appreciate um, as far as slower than Diablo 3. Diablo 3, I feel like you are just flying through that. Your, 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 your movement's faster. The, the dodge rolling is crazy. You're doing that all the time. Um, this is just, you're running around, and there's no dodging to get out of the way of things. It's just, I walk up, I click a button, and it hits thing. 
Um, and that's pretty much what I'm doing with my Drew most of the time. Like, I, I hit a button, it throws down some ice, or it throws a fireball at them, and that, that's what I'm doing now. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm liking it. Uh, the story is good. The story is off to a good start. Uh, like I said, I do remember this part of the story. Uh, the story is not really something that grabbed me right away. So I think it will probably get better for me the more I go through now that I have a more appreciation for the Diablo franchise. Now that I really enjoyed three, I can kind of mm -hmm. get this one a little bit more to where it's not just, it, it, I, I like the idea of Diablo back in the day, but for some reason that Diablo one and two just did not grab me for some reason. It was probably mostly one. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where it goes and see where these characters go and see how it all kind of leads up to what became Diablo 3. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see more of this world because I did not get to see it. Yeah. And now it's all fancy and shiny and new. Okay, I'll go next, Christian. You have to go last because you're the experienced one here. Yeah, I was um, going to say, yeah. yeah. So for me, I'm going to rate mine a little bit less than what you rated it. I'm going to say right now, I would give it six and a half, seven. And that doesn't like... That's not to say it's bad. So I, I'm I'm enjoying my time with it, but I've always thought that both of my experiences with Diablo are better with friends, right? So I think us playing together, um, oh yeah, brings a lot of the fun for me for sure. So with that being said, the story so far because this whole we know, genre is meant to be played with friends, but... yeah. Yeah. So because of that, and the reason I rate it the way that I do, partly, um, is this, like you said, Preston, the story didn't grab me that much yet. And I know that's intended because it's like a mystery of what's going yeah, on. So, so building up. Yeah. So the story is fine. It, and that rating could definitely change as we go forward and, and learn more. But like just initially, I, I was like, oh, cool. I know Tyrael. And like the cutscenes are gorgeous. But otherwise, in the story so far, I was just like, meh. There were some yeah. there were some funny parts like you said the party like 999 and stuff like those were funny but the story was low there are other things too that like didn't didn't bug me but show its age so i found myself the whole time i'm playing trying to spin the camera around oh yeah you're trying to get different because you have it like yeah. three quarter isometric sort of view and it feels like I should be able to turn it, even though you can't. And like you said, Preston, it's a little slower because there's no dodge roll and stuff like that. So it's a classic, like, if you don't want to get hit, you, you run back or you run your full character out of the way. You're not jo mm -hmm. dodging through attacks. Not to mention um, the stamina bar, too, which I didn't, I forgot to mention and didn't think about. If that's, I, Christian said it will get better later on to where it's not even going to become a thing anymore. But at the beginning, you're running and then all of a sudden you're out of stamina and you're going slower to where you need to go. And you're like... All right, we're just waiting for this bar to build back up to, and we're off back to sprinting again. Okay, there and we go. <laughs> I think because of my class, I have less stamina than you all did, oh, so I put a lot of points into stamina. So I found myself walking. I think everybody's a lot. I think you have the same yeah, amount. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. Okay. Everybody has we the all same seem amount. to be kind of pacing the same too. Yeah. yeah. It was. I felt like there was a lot of walking there in the beginning. Um, oh. There are, there are definitely things that show its age. Right, like sure. that is one. That is one of them. Um, the I don't know how I feel about the shared loot because there is shared loot. I don't know that it bothers me. It adds a bit. It's not that it's a bad thing. Um, I think it just adds a bit of complexity that I don't know is well, necessary. More communicating about the loot too. Like, okay, I found this thing. Hey, so and so is the druid, or so and so is the paladin, or so and so is a necromancer. Hey, you might actually like this instead. I'm gonna drop this on the floor if you want this, pick it up. If not, it, I'm running out of room anyways. 
I actually, I think that is good and probably intended for the co the cooperative experience. It's less about like, hey, this helmet might be good for you, and more about like, oh, I'm starting to run out of mana. Oh, good though. I just saw Christian through 47 yeah. mana bottles. I'll go pick up four of them because it's all that I can carry, and the floor is still littered with shit. Yeah. Um. So I think there's stuff that like shows his age, but that's the only kind of like negatives, if you will. Like beyond that, the the remaster remake of this, like great. the environments look yeah. incredible. The the movement is fluid. I'm playing. I came out the gate firing on a controller. I didn't even touch my keyboard, other than to turn on my PC. Yeah. And like the integration with the controller is fantastic. So I love Very everything. Good. I love everything they've done about the game. Um, Oh, except one other thing. There are some invisible walls. There are rocks and stuff that you would think you could run between them. You can't. You just yeah. run into invisible walls. Um, yeah. That's but other walk past, yeah. Yeah, but otherwise, like, it looks great. I like my character. I actually appreciate, and like what Preston was saying there, I actually appreciate the small uh, skill tree because it allows me to focus less on my build and focus more on just having fun with you all mm -hmm. playing the game so i actually enjoy the fact that it's like hey you have three options for necromancer do you want to create poison and like stabby stab people with a poison knife do you want an undead army which is clearly the way that i'm going or do you want to do some magic stuff um i appreciate that because there's like no guessing for me it's like hey next skill and the summoning tree and like boom moving forward um, so I, like I said, I would rate the story, maybe I should rate it in two ways. I would rate the story a six and a half out of 10 right now, but I would rate my overall experience and the quality of the remaster and time in act one with you all at more like an eight and a half. I thought yeah, I think, really and, good. and for those who don't like, who don't know, I think it is, I know we said it in the initial thing too, but these will end with us doing a review discussion mm -hmm. of the game, yeah. like our total, yep. you know, like in some thoughts. So, um, the getting the the temperature check in each one i think is is totally is totally worth it i so as somebody who's returning to this for the you know a thousandth time um it's been it's been funny so here's some things that i will say that were good or are good one me logging into this game is like a nostalgia uppercut that i like it just is like basically almost like a, a TKO punch. Like I know every single note of this menu music, what it yeah, sounds like yeah. when you're sitting in the battle net lobby. I know what the sound effects sound like every single thing. And so when, when in this, in this remake, all of that is on point. I'm like, Oh, just inject that into my veins, please. Like I am like, so on board, like it is, it is handled so 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 well in that regard like so when i log in i see the battle net like lobby and then it looks exactly like it did in the original where it shows like all these little characters yeah, on the bottom and the general chats on the left and you can do all these things i was just like oh just take me back like it is just it is right there that part's great however um and and to, and i agree with everything that you guys said about like you know it looks great it plays great like there's it you know it runs fantastically the controller is set up for it if i wasn't if i didn't already have the keyboard stuff just like like physically imprinted onto my brain i would be playing with the controller like easy like i i think it's a fantastic way to play these games um 
the stamina system is one of the most infuriating decisions that I cannot believe, like, they just didn't get rid of in this remake. Like, it, it serves no purpose, except only to slow you down for in, in a game that wants you to explore constantly. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Like that part's annoying, and I, I'm still, I'm like, just you should have just taken it out. Nobody, like, there's That's nobody necessary. who would have complained about it, and especially because, like I said, there's gear that you guys will that will get that will just give you inherently massive, massive bonuses to stamina, to the point where you will barely ever realize that it's running down, and the only time that you'll see the bar go so low is if you're running like across maps that you don't have any waypoints for and so you're just running from area to area to area with no stopping and no fighting then you might run out but otherwise it'll just it'll never come back up again which then begs the question why is why? it here in the first place like i think that you know they're hoping like to have some sort of power curve feel to it of like oh look i'm, I'm getting stronger but it's like this is i know yeah this is dumb i hate this um the other thing is the shared loot when we're playing together like this, shared loot is totally fine. I still think that it's a weird decision, but it's totally fine. However, let me spin you guys a tale. Oh, random. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you don't have, your friends might not be online. They might be busy. They might have to do homework when this game came out, given like where when we grew up. And so you'd be sitting there and you go, well, I want to play some Diablo. I don't want to play by myself, and my friends are busy. What do I do? You hop online. And now, my clicks to pick up loot have a whole different meaning. You're racing to be the first to do it. <laughs> because then, if somebody gets it, they're just going to sell it. They don't give a shit that it, you need it for your class. Or they could have a character. I care, yeah. I care that I can go post in general chat, and somebody will pay me 400,000 gold for this wizard staff. And it doesn't matter that you and I were fighting this boss. Hey, doggy dog world out here, homie. Get, like, I don't. I do not care. Get like, good, get fast. And, Yep, and so what you will see, and I, I still remember this to this day, is if you're fighting a boss and you're doing a boss run just to try to get the good loot over and over again, so you're just some you're you're spawning in games over and over and over again to get to you know if for Act One it would be to Andario runs, so you're just doing Andario, you're running in, you're doing Andario, and you're leaving. Um, if that if that's something that you're doing you will see right when their health is just like very close people will stop because they want to be the first to click because, and they don't want to waste yep. time i don't i don't want to yep. waste a click clicking yep. on the enemy when i can see as soon as i see the color yellow or green i'm smashing the button because as soon as you kill somebody loot doesn't fall to the ground like it shoots out like a fountain yeah yeah so you can just grab it so i need to react it hits the air yeah yep and i need as soon as the text box shows up that shows what it is i need to mash it and there are so many times where back with dial-up internet and all that other shit you were just at the mercy of whatever like packet decided to grace its presence that <laughs> right. day and i say can i say there's nothing more infuriating than that like watching people stop fighting yep. to try and grab that but Christian, you and I both know I would totally be the one that's. Oh, dude! <laughs> I'm not out here. I'm not out here with a holier than thou complex saying that I wasn't doing it. I, I 100% did it, but it's because I was forced by the environment to do it, right. like, or else I would just never get loot unless I wanted to play by myself, which I don't want to. So, right. 
I hate that system, and I was so happy to see it leave, especially in Diablo 4, the beta, because there are so many times where running around the open world with random people, my, my, like, this is how bad that is has it imprinted on me before i knew that it was a shared loot system and i was doing one of the public events i and i was doing it with random people before preston got on i'm sitting there and i run up and i just like blah, 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 blah. like i just mash i picked up everything so fast and then i was like i before i keep acting like a psychopath <laughs> i need to look up and see and then it was like no it's not it's not shared loot and i was like okay now i can be more selective about what i pick up and what i want to like leave on the ground um now that is to say it, that loot will become available to everybody if you put it in your inventory and then throw it back on the ground then everybody can see it and they might do yeah. something with it but um yeah so those are my two main gripes that i've just like i wish you guys would have just done something different in this remake because it doesn't have to be like this like there's some things that the old game did that were just, you know, it was just a product of its time that can that can leave. Now, and they wouldn't they wouldn't be game breaking or changing either. No, right? Like it's not going to it's not going to hinder the experience yeah. better. Yeah. Um, and anybody who's like, oh, I missed the Stanima system is a psychopath. So, um, and now from a story perspective, I that I'll end on is I actually think Act One still hits just as well as it always did for me mostly because um i think it is it's serving as a world building it's it's weird because you are you're technically playing the sequel to diablo 1 right and so you would assume that like most sequels there's just you're just getting shotgun with story from minute 1 but honestly diablo 2 in a lot of ways is the beginning of the franchise like Diablo one is there and you can go but but it's 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 the same it's the same problem that Fallout had. Like Fallout one and two had its its fan base that people you know, that it's a, an old school isometric RPG. It was like, inherently a different game than three. It's First, inherently like, a different game. RPG but versus like Fallout the, uh, three spends a lot of time explaining the world of Fallout because in a lot of ways it, it was a new beginning for the franchise. And the same thing is true for Diablo 2, in my opinion, where there's so many parts of the game and story and world built, like in just the, the world in general, that is not explained to you in Diablo 1. And it it in it it was never, I don't think it was ever meant to be explained there, but um, whereas Diablo 2, from minute one, like you're getting introduced to some characters that you had never seen before, heard before. I mean, like, dude, I mean, like the, even just the idea of Diablo, like Diablo as the Dark Wanderer has had more screen time in Diablo 2 in just the part that we've played than the entirety of Diablo 1. Like he's in a single cutscene and you just see his body sort of melt away and that's it after you kill him. So, um, you know, it's, I, I think that them, it, I think it's slow on purpose because it's trying to sort of set up this world to explain what sanctuary is what the forces of heaven and hell look like and what and what humans look like in the middle between that you know um and so that part i think it serves well because as soon as you get deckard kane and you're talking to him in between quests he's just 
just dropping lore at you and just telling you like this is what this person did in ancient times or this is what this was or this is like this is the story of Andoriel. this is this this is that like and it's it's explaining all of that stuff to you um and i think it, it works in that regard so i i'm still very in general and you know it's uh, it's one of my not only is it one of my favorite like games of all time but it is it is also one of my most formative like it was one of the first times that i was like oh that was like really really into a video game and like built and like was part of the the quote-unquote like the community around it you know what i mean um so there's a lot of nostalgia that's baked in there but i think that it's still in that regard act one is still a, a, a major success for me I remember yeah. a lot of that beginning of Diablo one because I would I got the battle chest when I was young because like I went over to my friend's house, he introduces me to Warcraft two, uh, orcs versus humans, and I'm like this is fucking great. He's like yeah, he's like and you should go to Walmart, go to the Walmart, you go get yourself one of the battle chests from Diablo or Blizzard. It's got the Starcraft, it's got the Warcraft, and it's got the Diablo. Um, no, but it's, it's got all those three in it, which was nice. So that's where my love for StarCraft happened, because I'm like, oh, it's like that one Warcraft game I liked, but sci-fi, fucking sign me up. And yep. then I wasn't as into, like, I'm not into demonic stuff now, but, like, I like stories like Hell's, like Hellblazer and stuff like that, where they kind of get yeah. you know, the demonic like, storyline and stuff like that. I like that kind of stuff. It's kind of cool, I think. And um, I remember super young i couldn't get to the game because it was so fucking scary to me because the whole thing is like i would play it at night like where i play my games you know everyone else has gone to bed like i got the pc to myself now that night um my pc you know it's a family pc like we've talked about before yeah. it's my pc so i'm taking it over for the night and uh you got cartoon it's got network. my limewire client yeah. on it so it's mine <laughs> yeah you got fucking cartoon network going on in the background playing anime that i've never seen before and um i'm about to boot up warcraft or something like that i'm like you know i got diablo lying around here let's try it out and then you got that creepy fucking music going on. You got all the creepy sound effects, everything like that. And then the darker kind of like lit mm -hmm. living room when you're a kid. That's just gonna be a little creepy. That's just scary. You know what's funny? You just unlocked something for me that I think explains why this game hit so hard for me. And because it's no secret, everybody here knows what like my tastes are. Like there's certain things that when you when we've seen on this podcast, it's like, oh, we that's that game is made for Christian or this is made for Christian. But back in the day, um, because I was raised, uh, uh, my mom and my dad were very, very Catholic, and I went to Catholic school, and it was like a whole thing. I think having something that made the heaven and hell sort of dichotomy look that cool, yeah, it was. It made it. I was like, dude, this is like, <laughs> I want to know everything this about this. The <laughs> not no not this but 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 there are oh, no yeah there are a lot of um there's a lot of familiar names from, and stuff like that Pablo yeah. pull from a lot of, yeah. of biblical names so oh, it's yeah. not like right so like you will see not that there is because i don't i there's not an archangel named tyriel in catholicism no. however there are archangels in catholicism and yes. so it, seeing a visual representation of, of somebody else's interpretation of what archangels look like for me as a child i'm looking at what tyriel looks like and then i'm looking at what like you know michael looks like and i'm like one of you is way cooler than the other <laughs> yeah. and or like, but then on the flip side of that, though, there are some characters in Diablo that like do have direct callbacks to 
to their biblical like to a biblical name or anything like that so then it was like one of those things where like oh and like you know in, in my brain it's like connecting them like this one's way cooler you know like that kind of thing and well, so like, i'm yeah. sure i'm sure as a little edgelord child that that had oh, yeah 100%. it played no short part in me this game yep, hitting not surprising me. What's wild about video games in general is like if you want one of the most biblically accurate representation of things for like, you know, in Diablo 3 they talk about the Nephilim, but like the Nephilim don't really represent what you may hear or see or read about in the Bible. Yes. But like things that do are oftentimes Japanese games, like JRPGs, Persona, and some of those Personas and some of the things they create are more accurate to like the because... The Bible itself is pretty wild, too, when it comes to the descriptions of, like, angels that have, like, thousands of eyes all over their wings and just stuff like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it's worth noting, like, especially to what you're talking about, the Old Testament is a, such a, just a very different book oh, yeah. than, the, than the New Testament. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, there is some things described in Old Testament book where you're just like, what eldritch horror are you describing? Like, yeah, it's wild. So awesome. Well, that, unless we have anything else to add here, I think is going to be our recap in our That's first one. edition of our uh, video game book club, where we tackled Diablo Resurrected, Diablo 2 Resurrected, Act 1. Um, really, really good remake so far. I'm excited to yeah. dive into good, this. Did a good job. More. Yeah. 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 All right. Preston, do you have anything to add before we end here today? Um, we can do a quick game if you guys would like. Otherwise, you know what? It's you know it's what? early. I, you know what? Let's not do that because we're recording the video and I have to come back over to my other screen where I'm recording right now to pull up the website and I did not have that ready. So okay. Okay. <laughs> next time, so next time, yeah. next time we'll play a game. Hopefully it's not what games release in April because we're already in no, April. That's, that tab, that bookmark <laughs> list has already been deleted. Mm -hmm. Okay. One of the games Good. that come out in April that I was putting on there that was Advanced Wars, uh, the set that comes out. Yeah, Advanced Wars 1 and 2. Uh, the Mega Man Network collection comes out this month. Oh, I'm excited oh. for that, actually. And then you got um, Jedi. Oh, Jedi I gotta, I'm going to buy that on Steam Deck for yeah, sure. Out. And then uh, Dead Island 2 <laughs> also comes out this month. Actually comes out this month. It does come out. It sure does. And yes. boy, with our Fantasy League, can I not wait to see what happens. Who right. picked that? Preston did. I did. <laughs> but I also picked Jedi Survivor, so I should be good, right? I have Jedi Survivor, right? I know I have Diablo. I, don't, I, don't I have know. Diablo. I don't you know, have you know what? What else? Well, well, I'll look. Just I think we've mentioned it before, but just so everybody knows, we do this really fun fantasy video game league, unlike fantasy games. Yeah, I mean, it's very, for anybody, yeah. yeah. It's very similar to typical like fantasy sports where you draft players. But instead of drafting players, you draft video games and you get points based on how well or how not well they do. Because not only do you get picks, but you get counter picks. Yeah. So, for instance, a very uh, popular one. So Preston here. Um, I picked Dead Space Remake. I said, hey, that game's probably going to be good. And Preston goes, ha ha, you're dumb. That game's going to be awful. And so I got 19 points because it's doing well, and he got negative 19 points. It's majority Preston, of my negative points. <laughs> yeah. I made a lot um, of bad decisions on there. I'm Homeworld 3 sitting out there looking at me like, bro, you like this, the other game. Like, I know, but I don't know why I picked it. It was late at night. I didn't know what I was doing. 
I am uh, just, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this now because I know I'm not going to end here and it's going to be the best I ever do. I'm currently sitting in first place because out of the gate, I had three bangers of Resident Evil 4 Remake, Dead Space Remake, and Arstaff Traveler 2. You asshole. (laughs) There is stealing. He was Uh, full on admitted he was never going to pick it until I explained to him how good it was. How good it was. was. interesting and then when it came up he goes well i'll be taking that then oh, yeah. it was never even on his radar <laughs> nope that's why no. i'll never that's why i will never when from going forward anytime we're talking about fantasy stuff i'll say don't speak to me yeah i'm not talking about <laughs> game right now not until we draft um so preston did you you have legend of zelda that's going to get you some points you actually have diablo 4 and jedi survivor yeah. so you have a couple I'll of good ones i got some good stacks there but and then you I got are deep there. in the negative right now so <laughs> you are my, my counter picks are the worst idea i don't and know so you're going you're, you're can't you, like one of those games like zelda is only going to serve to put hopefully but also diablo get also you into the positive no, I'm saying, but one of those games is basically just to make you at zero. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, one of them's yeah. Yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. But you also, but you also have a couple of games that. Oh, actually, never mind. I'm not going to say this because I'm going to counterpick that. You also have a couple of games that are stuck, like Angerfoot and Bomb Rush, that have the potential to be good, but we don't know if they're officially coming out. So you yeah. could get screwed with delays. I think well, with them Some getting them delayed last year, I think they'll definitely come out yeah. this Some year. Some of them I but... feel pretty good about, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you roll a dice, man, because guess what? If you don't get that, was it you get negative points if it doesn't make it out yeah. this year? Like, no, you just get zero. You you get zero, which is better because like if it does well, then you could lose points. So you actually want yeah. like zero points. You want games if you're counterpicking zero something, you want yeah. it to not come out, yeah. And I am currently placing a counterpick right now. So better not be for anyway. my game I put on there. No, it's not. But anyway, um, yes. So that is, uh, how did we even get on that topic? What were we just talking about? Survivor. Oh. Because it comes out in April. It does. I'm excited about that game. I'm super excited about that game. I was seeing, like, I'm trying to avoid all articles about it because I saw, like, ones like, it's going to tie into the High Republic. It's going to, like, I don't want to know. Don't want to know. I saw character customization. You can change his hair and beard. He get like a mullet and shit like that. I'm like, I don't need to know anymore. Just let me come back. Dude, mili- yeah. like not even millennials. I'm a millennial. You, what's, what are we up to? Gen Zers or is there something newer yeah, than that? Gen Z and they call them Gen Z is the, the newest, right? They're the youngest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. This is the last thing I'm going to say before we end this podcast. I don't know what it is about Gen Zers and their mullets. I see so many mullets in Hello, public. YouTube shorts. It drives me nuts i know that you can make fun of like our older like whatever we do like skinny jeans or whatever like i totally get it and it's fair criticism but i think it's equally fair to say like the mullet is not a good look anyway it's a fun thing to do when you're young you don't always have to be i had had a friend where we did it for it's fun we do it in front of the class everybody give him a mullet and then he has fun did you have a mullet no i didn't what am i touching am i am i touching a sword in so is this friend's name breston perns your country missouri upbringing a thing that you did in class was class this was like full on everyone in the gym watching the kids so even more than that was it It was yeah, a school-sanctioned it? event yeah. Oh, yeah. to give a kid a mullet. Mm-hmm. I, Missouri. Wait, but for what? For God what reason? needs to reach down and fun, grab and the arch the, and yank yeah. the whole no. state out of the ground. No, 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 no. It's not fun. Like, what? 
nobody look. He either like, lost a bet basketball or is fun. Like, and lost a bet at school. What does that even mean? What the principal was in on it? Basketball thing or something like that. And like if he loses a bet, if you don't sell as many donuts on Donut Day, Missouri is. I don't know. Don't sell as many donuts on Donut Day. What the fuck? Who knows? I don't remember why, but I do remember we're all sitting in the cafeteria, not cafeteria, the gym, and it's like part of the assembly. Assembly is what they're called. Finally figured it out. Part of the school assembly. They call it assembly for this. Not just for this. It was part of the assembly. Like it's they get about awards, whatever. They start talking about this and that. You know, kids don't drink and drive before prom kind of assembly kind of thing. And then one of the fun parts is, hey, we're gonna watch such and such. Uh, get his head uh, shaved for to be a mullet. Do you like, do you remember? Do you remember who got the mullet? I do. I do know exactly who it is. I know his full name. I, can you can you reach out to them on Facebook and ask if they have any residual trauma for being <laughs> forced <laughs> um, to sit in the middle of the floor and get a mullet? Sir, out of sir it's Franklin County. I've been following him on Facebook. Uh, he's had a life. Here is what happened. Yeah, probably I'm started telling, with the public. I don't mulleting. know. This happened well before Here's, this, I promise dude, you. No, what was the, the, the they, they start this assembly by, okay, listen, everybody, drinking and driving is bad. Okay, don't do that. Anyway, more blood for the blood god. Get this kid out here. Time to sacrifice his hair. Let's like, go, they, Wildcats. We're going to give his man a mullet. <laughs> dude, I can't. Missouri is a, is a just a ridiculous place that people, you have have to go and live there for a little to, just to understand how fucking insane it is in the places that aren't St. Louis. Or like, yeah, anywhere oh, outside yeah. of St. Louis. Oh, it's, yeah. it's it crazy. is wild. Get into like, the country. I can't even like now, of course, Catholic school came with its own special version of, oh, yeah. of hell as far as like the wild shit that they would do to people. Like I had like uh, my my kindergarten class. I think I've said this before. My kindergarten class was the last time that nuns could hit kids, so that was like wild. But um, (laughs) but this is like I can't even imagine calling an assembly and they're like, "All right, get Billy down here," (laughs) like giving him the shittiest haircut known to man. If this tells you, if this if this says anything about that, Preston. I grew up in West Virginia. Oh, I'm sure you guys And I think this, yeah. with the mountain no, mole people. No, that's the crazy thing. I actually think I had the <laughs> most normal schooling of anyone <laughs> oh, on this true. podcast. Like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, I'll tell you, man. You always had the threat of the mountain folk coming down and taking back what was rightfully theirs, though. <laughs> Not where I I lived in the city. Whatever city, whatever you could call a quote unquote city in West Virginia. Yeah, sure. I lived in yeah. that. It was it was fine. We were we were like hours from the coal people. So the coal people. <laughs> Them folk. Anyway, that has been another episode oh. of the testing room and uh our gaming book club. Diablo 2 Resurrected. Act 1, we will catch up with you next time as we tackle Act 2 and tell you about our weeks. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Um, reach out to the socials if you have any comments or questions around this new uh, video and audio podcast. Check out our YouTube at Testing Room Pod and uh, make sure you send in any questions or comments you have to PCC Preston's Comment Corner. With that, that goes to, that yeah. goes to, you can also use testingroompod at gmail.com. Yeah, you yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with that, Preston, you know what to do. You can hit it, and don't forget to go see me play some Snap this coming Wednesday on the Twitch. It'll be fun. Bye. Snap it. This has been the Testing Room. 
Music by at Damien Crow on Instagram. Logo and art by at RavePet. Interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at TestingRoomPod or email us at TestingRoomPod at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all of your favorite podcasting apps. And make sure to share us with your friends. Thanks, and see you next time.